Alrighty, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 8 of Hit the Books, a podcast all about sports betting, the best bets you should be taking, and everything surrounding sports. We're here for Week 7 of the NFL season, jam-packed episode here, some games to review with lots of question marks all over the league, NHL, NBA, NFL, college football, and playoff baseball is on the docket for today. I know I'm ready, so let's jump into this week's episode and introduce my co-host, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Mackie, why don't you start it off with you this week? Uh, Cowboys on a bye. What do you got for us here coming into this week? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Uh, Cowboys, nice win on Monday Night Football over the Chargers. Uh, gritty win, defensive game. Didn't really think it was going to be like that. Huff called it um, 2-0 on the card. Uh, me and Jesse took uh, Cowboys money line, and then Ace just couldn't get Ferguson in the end zone or any love at all, actually. But um, good week overall. Cowboys by this week, so it should be interesting uh, just watching this slate, not really having to worry about my game, but it uh, should be fun. Good stuff, buddy. Love to hear it. Ace, let's shoot over to you this week. Who the Patriots got this week? They're not on a bye, right? No, I'm just looking forward to the Bruins game tomorrow night, actually. But uh, no, the Patriots have the Buffalo Bills, so that's a tough matchup. Oh, great. Another tough matchup all year. I think we have the toughest schedule. Um, <laughs> but no, rough week on the card for me. First time this year I've had a really rough one. Uh, it was really Sunday night and Monday night that did me in. I was plus one going into that, and I literally went 0 for 4 on Sunday and Monday, which you hate to see. So. Going to look back to get get back to winning ways this week. Uh, expect that to happen. So ready to get going and talk about it. Good stuff. Love to hear it from you as well. Huff, let's finish it off with you here. Steelers off a bye week here. What do you got for us? Yeah, not much going on with me. Uh, like you said, Steelers didn't play last week. Uh, just watching a lot of football this past week. Uh, had a good day Monday night. Uh, it wasn't too successful on Sunday, so needed a nice Monday night to end the week. But uh, the, this slate this weekend is already looking like not one of our best that we've discussed, but um, I, I'm definitely ready to get into it. I know I'm ready to get into it. You sound like you're also ready. 13 games this week here. Uh, do not forget to check out our live stream each and every Sunday morning. Ready to showcase the top five games of this, of Sunday and give our winning bets on those again live Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern, YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, Kick, Facebook, and more. Like I said, 13 games this week coming into week seven of the NFL. But before we jump into the NFL, let's do a little uh, top three segment here. Top three NBA uniforms to kick off the NBA season here. Kicking off on October 24th, just uh, about a week away here. Who wants to get us rolling here? I think, did Huff put this one in here? Yeah, I can, I can get us rolling here. Um, so my mine, obviously me not having an NBA team, I, I truly just uh, kind of root for franchises based on how cool their jersey is and if I like their players. Uh, not really tying down to one team. Um, I've always said that I kind of root for players more, but obviously definitely have some love for some of these NBA teams and their classic uniforms. Um, these are probably going to be my top three, not uh, necessarily the most classic. Uh, my number two and one are probably pretty classic ones, but number three is definitely more of a opinion-based one. The number three, I'm going to go with that one that Denver wore last year. I like the navy blue with the the rainbow across the middle. I guess if we're going to do the thing where you put the little picture up here, it's the one with the Denver across the front. Jokic won the ring in it. Uh, definitely uh, helps that become a classic uniform from last year at least. Uh, and Definitely one that they shouldn't be changing for a while as they just want a ring in it. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with the classic Lakers, uh, the yellow with the purple numbers, uh, the old school Lakers, the one that everyone thinks of when they think of the Lakers. And number one, my favorite uniform in the NBA is going to be the blue Orlando Magic with the pinstripes. I love that uniform. That thing's sick, especially ever since I got the Disney ad on the side. I think it, uh, it helps out a little bit, but 
I don't know. I think those Orlando Magic jerseys are sick. It would just be nice to see them maybe do some winning basketball on those. So then I, I'm going with those Magic ones as well, uh, like you said. And then I also like the um, <clears throat> the Phoenix Suns, those the Valley ones with the... Yeah, those are sick. I don't know, oh, yeah. I, don't know what to call that. Like yes, that. I feel like that's great. the Kevin Durant Phoenix Suns jerseys. Yeah. Feel that, feel that. And then, honestly, uh, I think I'm going to go with the Detroit Pistons. I think the fucking the lightning bolt on the pants is really cool. And it comes I up know, to like just who likes the teams that never win, but they have fresh jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, kind of what I said. I don't have an NBA team. Ace, in my my city, one so sleeper one was the one. the old school Indiana Pacers, the white pinstripe Pacers jerseys. Those are sick. But those are pretty dope to too. The Reggie Millers. All these guys. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Those are actually yeah. Steez. Um, very classic. But no, these these bad teams, like I was saying, they have to have these flashy jerseys or else nobody's tuning it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have to have all the theatrics going on or else nobody's showing up to the game or buying their a cla- merchandise. A classic that I didn't say that I don't know if anyone's going to say is the white spurs. That's just, it doesn't have the color, but it's just a classic. That, Bro, what about uh, the Memphis like... Grizzlies? Mac, you get into your list. I'm sure that might be on there. Yeah, I got the yours. Grizzlies on mine. I was waiting for that one. The, the Vancouver Grizzlies actually with the teal ones. Those ones are fire. Those, that, I'm not even going to have a top three. I'm just going to list three. So give, give me that one. Give me the Valley Suns one as well, Jesse. That one's fire. I love that one. And I, I'm a big KD guy too. So. Oh, yeah. And then uh, another one is the Jazz, the Carl Malone Jazz. Uh, shout out Carl Malone. Sorry. Sorry. I had to let that go. But, uh, yeah, uh, those are my three. I was muted. Sorry. A little too soon on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's always going to be too soon on him. Good list, though. I like that. I like you get, mentioned the Grizzlies there, Mackie. I'm, I'm surprised nobody had that coming in. I feel like that's one of the, the like dopest. I don't love those, time. personally. They're a little too busy for me. Hmm. The Timberwolves got a crazy one, too. I'll shout them out. But I'll go with mine, Rapid Fire. I was just thinking, like, iconic jerseys, not, like, like their actual, like, home aways. I wasn't thinking out of any alternates when I did it. So I was just, like, most iconic, like, jerseys that they wear every night that I like. I'll just bang it out real quick. Warriors, Lakers, Celtics, I would say. Those three are so clean. Like, you think of the NBA, you think of the finals is what I think of when I see those with the little finals logo. I think the Warriors one is great, maybe because of recency bias. But uh, one, if I'm going to shout out, like, an alternate, a city, some special edition type jersey, I'm definitely going with that throwback Raptors jersey. I'm surprised nobody said it. With the dinosaur on the front, Vince Carter. That is a great one. Hanging from the rim. I mean, I feel like... The Grizzlies and that Raptors one is like the most common NBA jersey that people just randomly buy. My yeah, I was gonna say Chris and then Bosch another one that room. another one that was tough for me to get thrown off. You just said a Chris Bosch. I was gonna say the red Miami Heat, like the prime LeBron, just the Miami across the front. I love that red. Two thousand twelve LeBron. That's so clean with the final the finals patch. Like not yeah, you patch, gotta it has to be sewn into it. Like it's like the Steph Curry one. Um. Random jersey I have though. I just have an Atlanta Hawks Trey Young jersey. Their city edition one goes hard. I think any any team city edition jerseys really really hit. Yeah, they did really Another good on one, that Another one, Mackie, the uh the Brooklyn Nets, those bed stewy ones, those are pretty sick. I mm. like those. Huff, I thought bed you were uh, Are you a South Beach guy with the It's bed stewy. Bed stewy. You got to watch everybody hates Chris, dude. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, for Simon, man. Whatever it is, um, those with the whatever that print is, the you ever been to New it? York? Uh, what's the um, fuck? I'm blanking. I was on like, it. no shot. Like the graffiti, the, the graffiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I like yeah, the graffiti yeah, yeah. ones. I, are you a South Beach Miami guy? Like they got those pink ones. I think it is. Eh, no, I don't the, love those. Did you the do you remember the ones heat? they did last year where they did the uh, 
it was a di- every person was wearing a different number, like the different number font. Do you remember when they did those ones? No, the I think that sounds terrible though. Remember, uh, dude, uh, it, was, the, mem- it was terrible. I'll find the jersey. Remember in the in the bubble when you could just put whatever you want in the on your back? Yeah, yeah, that was cool actually. I thought that was <laughs> sick. The bubble was great basketball too. I hate how people say that's a fraudulent championship. No, nah, if anything, uh, it's most authentic. No, definitely not that though. Why definitely not? not it's just pure basketball. Because think about Game Seven of these really tough games with the crowd going like nuts in a big exactly, stadium. but how, the cr- the crowd much, becomes how much easier is playing the, just hoops? Exactly, but it's the most like pure form of basketball. It's like the real best basketball. Yeah, of players, the game, but not of the team. NBA. Hey, so look, I just sent them in the, the group chat sure. the ones that I was talking about, like Bam. Bam's number 13, and his three is different than Heroes 4. Oh, like, everything that. was so yeah. different. They were terrible. It's that magazine font or whatever they call it. Like That's the... a cool t-shirt, though. Yeah. Is that, that Miami they took, Vice? They took one font, like, one letter is from each of the different Heat jerseys throughout their, you know what I mean? Like, there's a diagram that cool, explains. That it's cool. a cool concept. It's just the numbers are all being different. I don't like that. No, no, that's weird. What was I going to say? Um, Yeah, I think the Florida Panthers did a better job with the South Beach tradition of the uniforms. That light blue. I just but sent no, another good. picture. The just because I saw those. Those heat ones are some of my favorite random ones too. Those are sick. Heat have some good uniforms. Yeah, boys, lots of good stuff there. Like I said, NBA season just about a week away here, October twenty fourth, the kickoff for that regular season. Lots to look forward to as we jump into that. We're gonna have the NHL. We're gonna have the NBA play. Uh, excuse me, the MLB playoffs finishing up here. Full swing in the NFL, and then soon to be full swing in the NBA. It's gonna be a wondrous time here, end of October. Let's jump into some football here. The NFL, first point I got, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence told reporters that he is optimistic that he will play Thursday night versus the Saints. He said, but of course, we'll have to make that decision on Thursday. Lawrence suffered a knee sprain in the week six ma- in his week six matchup versus the Colts. What do we see here? Trevor Lawrence, do we see him coming out and playing uh, like we know and see? But what are you thinking? He said he's optimistic to play. I think he's going to really want to play in this football game. I this think division's a lot tighter than he thought it would be, so uh, this is a pretty important game. All these games are pretty important right now for him. Yeah, I saw something that he avoided a pretty major injury, and obviously anytime it's to your to your knee and for a quarterback, that's not something you want to hear. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go without him tomorrow just on the short week. I know it's a non-conference game against the Saints, uh, not too far of a road trip. I know a lot of people think he's going to play, but definitely wouldn't surprise me. The way this line's going, I, th- I think that tells me they think Trevor Lawrence isn't going to play. I mean, but... I mean, I, I, I don't know, but uh, like I said, it's an interesting injury. Definitely not something you want to mess around with with a quarterback, but um, we'll have to see what happens. I think the big thing is he's got those two limited practices to start the week, which is great uh, news for him, especially going into Thursday night football. And like Mackie said, this division's too tight. Trevor Lawrence, his third pro season, I think he's gutting it through and playing this game. Um, I think maybe you see him sit in the pocket a bit more quick to get the ball out and get a lot more of that run game going, which is fine, though, because we've seen Travis Etienne really carry the load the last few weeks. He's turning into one of the most uh, underrated running backs in the league, in my opinion. And with all the weapons he has, even if Trevor Lawrence is 75%, I think they're good enough to win this game. Um, looking forward to Trevor Lawrence getting up there for this one. All righty, and let's continue here in the NFL. Colts quarterback Anthony Richards is probably done for the season and could undergo shoulder surgery in the next week or so. Team owner Jim uh, Arce, I I think that's how you say it, told ESPN here this last week after their game against the Jaguars. What are we thinking here? Another match, uh, another another injury, excuse me, out of that game here in week six. What do you guys think? 
This sucks for the Colts. I mean, they were hoping to have a young, you know, young and exciting offense this year, but uh, I mean, he he spent most of the first five or six weeks injured of uh, his entire rookie year so far. So I think they're doing the right thing to to pull the plug if he needs the surgery, get the surgery, and get him ready for next year. But just a shame they ink up uh, Jonathan Taylor and then this happens the following week. Yeah, I'm not surprised this happened at all. We were talking about this literally since his first game in the NFL. He was injured in that one, came back and played. Injured in the next one, missed a game, came back, got injured again. Trevor Lawrence told him week one, you got to stay healthy. You got to get out of the way. Protect yourself if you want to play a full season, let alone get to that next contract, get success in the NFL, have a long career. But his dynamic play reminds me of Robert Griffin III, even Cam Newton a bit. Um you know, plays that same type of quarterback, but you got to protect yourself if you want to be in this league because those guys had short careers, and I would hate to see him have the same. Yeah, just a young quarterback. He's got to learn not to take the hits, just uh, give up to give up a few yards. Um, this sucks. Kind of like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow first season got injured, um, came back, kind of slinging the ball, learned how to not take a hit. You just got to get that experience. Do you think though? I mean, the tough thing is Anthony Richardson's game relies so much more on running. Yeah, but there's running like Lamar doesn't take hits. Lamar's, I feel like the exception. Think of all the other running quarterbacks; they've had short careers. Lamar's been injured already too. He missed a full season. Yeah, he yeah, missed, but he's I mean, also he's been injuries. He's, he's, he's had injuries. He's definitely learned uh, how to go down when he like he's learned when to go down. Lamar's a different runner than Richardson. I feel like Richardson runs like Newton. Yeah, I know what he's you mean. not that big. I don't know. I almost like I kind of like he puts his body on the line every time he goes out there. I kind of like the RG three comparison. That's who I've kind of been comparing him to. Yeah, and it's I, like I love watching these guys play. It's just so tough because like it takes away from their game if they're not playing at that level. Tough scene, especially though. a guy like him who just it. relies on his on his athleticism. I mean, exactly. Think yeah, about this... all of his highlights: diving in, getting hit, trucking. Like, he looks for contact. Yeah. It's a tough sure. scene. Gardner Minshew, I mean, great backup option out of the current QB landscape, but uh, not too confident in him. Just hope Anthony Richardson gets back to full health start next year. Good stuff there, boys. One more point before we jump into the 13 games here this week in Week 7. Seven-time Pro Bowler Julio Jones is heading to the Eagles after signing a one-year deal with the defending NFC champs. Jones will be reunited with his his Titans teammate AJ. Jeez, I cannot talk today. His Titans teammate AJ Brown. It's t- great pickup there for the Eagles here, just adding to their squad. What do we think is uh, that is going to? How do you think that's going to affect them coming here into Week Seven? I think I was the most excited about this move. <laughs> how can you be excited about this? Because he say, goes into a be great situation once again. It's just like the the same excitement that came to me when he signed with the Bucks or got traded to the Bucks, whatever it was. Um, and he was three, what three years younger, and he did nothing in Tampa, and he didn't. Yeah, do, but yeah. same exact situation. Just show me Julio Jones in the Eagles jersey with the blacked out mask, catching a touchdown in the prime time against like the Giants. Like, show me that. Like, come on, you don't want to see that. I mean, you'll get that in the regular season at some point. I think. I don't think they're looking to use him too much down the road in the playoffs, I, I, unless I would be. Injuries. I wouldn't be surprised if if he gets his fair share of looks, especially in those big games. Come playoff time, come the red zone. I mean, their third their third receiver overall. They have Quez Watkins, and he just uh, went on the IR. That's yeah, why they picked the him up. And and Z- Zacchaeus, who was good last year in Atlanta, he's small, he's fast. Julio Jones is another big target. Like 
especially, God forbid, Brown or Smith go down. Even though he's past his prime, he plays the same role. No, yeah, I know what you mean. I just I don't think this is a big deal at all, personally. I, I bet you get some luck. It's it's a bigger move than Chase Claypool to the Dolphins. Yeah, that's not a. I that that's. Not I don't know. I think it's all. about on par. I think that's why like why Cla- because very- when Claypool if one of if Waddle or uh, Hill go down again, imagine they're both out. Claypool slots in the offense. Mike McDaniel's offense. He might go off. I, you, that's not wrong, but yeah, I think Julio Jones is going to garner more looks than we think. I bet you sees red zone targets and maybe two to four targets a week. He'll definitely have his games where he doesn't see the football, though. Yeah, like he'll, he'll have some donuts. For sure. I don't think he sees games with zero targets, though. Uh, I, I think we'll see a few, for sure. Yeah, I think. I don't uh, think he's going to uh, be. Yeah. I don't think his usage is going to be very high. Well, look at how much Quez Watkins got the ball. Yeah, but Julio's not Quez Watkins. No, very different receiver. Very different receiver. Very different from what they have on that roster. I, I like the move. I do. I mean, why not add if you're the one of the favorites in the NFC? Yeah, they're an interesting move or interesting add there for the Eagles um, with that injury. But let's jump into this week here. Week 7, one game on Thursday, a good handful on Sunday, and one on Monday night. Let's start with the Thursday night matchup. The Jacksonville Jaguars heading to New Orleans to visit the Saints. The Saints are the favorite here, minus one and a half, just one and a half points for them. Money line minus 124. Jags money line at plus 106. Total 39 and a half. Thursday night here, like I said, let me grab my trends here. Got a big one here. The under is definitely the favorite play of for me on this game. The Saints have played 12 straight unders. Jags 10 and 3 against the spread in their last 13 games, including six straight on the road. The Saints have covered five straight versus the Jags, six and one against the spread in their past seven. What do you guys like coming into this matchup? Like I said, Saints all over the under in their past couple matchups, but what are you guys thinking? I think it's another under game, to be honest. I know it, that stat was released this week, so everyone's going to be hopping on it, so it might be a, uh, a public play. But, I mean, I can't see a situation where an injured Trevor Lawrence, if he plays, can find a way to put up points against this uh, pretty good uh, Saints defense. And on the other side, I mean, Derek Carr is not really going to be moving that ball down the field very uh, very often. I mean, Kamara's back. Kamara's looked good. Didn't really. The Saints still lost last week to the Texans, so. Um, it doesn't change that offense completely. Uh, I I just don't see a lot of points going up on the board. I I think it's a very defensive game. Jags defense is not is isn't a slouch either. So uh, Thursday night football prime time. I I I just don't see a lot of points. I like the under. I lean Saints too. Wow. I I mean I think my take earlier. I love the Jaguars at plus one hundred. Are you kidding me, Mackie? If Trevor Lawrence is one hundred percent healthy, no doubt in in his mind. Are you taking the Jags or the Saints? I'm just not taking the Saints. Hmm. I'm not taking That's the Jags. Crazy. So I, I don't want the Jags I'm, in any way. I'm, I'm very high on the Jags. I just think this is one of those games where the Saints can, on a Thursday night football game at home. Um, this is a good matchup, though. Trevor Lawrence is not 100%. Yeah, that that's important. But I'm excited to watch things like ETN's been on fire of late. He's been a top five running back, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. The last two to three weeks. Um. Going up against the Saints defense, that's a really good run defense. Veteran defense, Thursday night football, like you said, in New Orleans. You have Calvin Ridley going up against uh, Lattimore on the other side. Tyron Matthews coming back to life. We saw the pick six against New England. I mean, 
That defense is legit. Kamara's back. But I, I don't have enough confidence that Derek Hart to keep up with the scoring that Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars can put up. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with both of you in a sense because I, I do tend to – I think I lean on the Jaguars in this spot. I think I'm going to take the gamble that Trevor Lawrence is going to play in this game. Uh, it does I don't think he's going to, so you probably – I don't know if you'll see a side on my card, Mackie. I do lean with you on the under as well. Um, I don't know if I'll be going with the first half or the full game. The first half's at an even 20, and I, I see the full game at 40. So um, either or tough. I might do another under teaser and just get this up to get some insurance on it. But I think I'd also lean on the Jaguars here to get to 5-2, and two, but – uh, this Saints team, they've burnt me too many times uh, the past couple weeks, especially last week, and then uh, I did not take them against Aces Patriots, but um, I, I've definitely taken their games a couple of times. I took them against the pa- or I took the Packers against them. I feel like I'm taking these Saints games every week, so I've been watching them a lot. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of lean on the Jaguars here, but I'm also going to – I like the under a lot more. Yeah, one thing I do have to say is if you like the under, you definitely like the New Orleans Saints. Personally, I just think that the the – Jaguars offense has been rolling and I know that there's doubt in our minds because of Trevor Lawrence's injury but I think he's going to play through it and they have enough firepower on that offense I think they put up over 20 points and that's a tough time for the Saints let's not forget about how good this Jaguars defense has been to date that's a top end defense honestly it's top half of the league I should say um They've been holding their own. A lot of pick sixes of late. Derek Carr doesn't look great. Olave is the only one you got to watch out for. But I, I think that this Jaguars defense can uh, hold these Saints under 20 points for sure. Yeah, it should be a good Thursday night football game, though. You will see Jaguars money line on my card pending Trevor Lawrence. Looks like we got Mackey on the Saints, Ace on the uh, the Jags. It's going to be an interesting one here coming into Thursday. Like you guys said, a decent Thursday night matchup. Pretty excited about that one. Let's jump into Sunday here, our 1 o'clock matchups. No London game this week. I think we're done with those for the season. Um, first 1 p.m. Hey, matchup. What's that? Boo. I boo. like the London game. I was kind of sick of it. I'm not going to lie. They're whatever. No, I like it. Really? I, I, like, I just like watching it like before football actually comes on. Oh, know? yeah. It's so nice. Like You get to focus on one game. It's like a primetime game. Yeah. See, I've kind of, I don't know. I, I don't end up ever actually watching those London games in full. So what do you do from like the time from after we record to football? I'm at I mean, least like watching it, it on my phone if I'm going somewhere. I swear. I'll have I'll I'll like watch it while we're recording or whatever. But like I I don't know if I don't have a bet on them. I, I don't like take time out of my day to record to make sure I watch those London games. Hmm. I love watching <clears> football. <throat> I'll watch it anytime. I just feel like it used. I I don't know. I just I, I'm I was sick of the the nine thirty. I, I like the one o'clock. They they were taking a game out of four o'clock. I'd rather another four o'clock game in there. I've been doing a lot of driving. I've been hearing a lot of radio football. Gotta love that. Love radio football. Bruins on the radio. Intense. But uh, no, you gotta tune in always somehow. If you can even get the mobile device rolling. I don't know. I, I just uh, I don't like the I don't like the whole London thing. Taking all the the travel into effect, all this shit. Just play the fucking games over here. Like I, yeah, I, I like it when it's but... not my team. I will say that. Yeah. Alrighty, boys. First one p.m. matchup here on Sunday. The Cleveland Browns visiting the Indianapolis Colts. The Browns are the favorite here, minus two and a half points. Their money line, minus 144. Colts money line at plus 122 and the total at 40 points even. The trends I got here under are 9-1 and one following a Browns home win since the beginning of 2021. And unders are also 10-3 and three in the Colts' past 13 games against a bottom 10 passing offense. What do we like here in this first Sunday 1 p.m. matchup? The under seems to be what the trends are pointing to. 
But a uh, low spread here of just two and a half. Why don't, uh, why don't you get us started here, Mackie? Yeah, I'm on the Browns here. Um, this line started, at, I think I saw it at minus one and a half like earlier today, I think, and now it's sitting at two and a half. Deshaun Watson is questionable. If he doesn't play, we got two backup quarterbacks. If he doesn't play, I'm probably not going to play it. Um, obviously, if he does play, the line is going to move. But P.J. Walker got a nice win last week. I don't see him replicating that performance, and he's going up against another tough defense. Um, I would just stay away from that. I would like the under on that. But I do think Deshaun Watson has a good chance of playing. And even like this moves to four and a half, five, even five, I'd, I'd still take the Browns. I think that uh, that defense is good enough to keep them off the field or keep the Indianapolis offense off the field. Gardner Minshew at helm. And um, Deshaun Watson will get his points as well. So um, I'm I'm definitely leaning Browns in this one, but a lot of question marks going into it. I could tell you this is a game I will not be touching. Um, I think there's too many injuries. The question mark of Deshaun Watson coming back. We saw Kareem Hunt come back to life for the Browns last week, which is pretty cool to see in my opinion. But two solid defenses. I feel like Mackey's high on both these defenses. He has been all year at least. Um, but both running well, games could get going. Yeah, you've been even when we talk about the Colts, always you're always like not behind the Browns defense. (laughs) No, no, for sure. I'm saying more so the Colts is a that's that's a good that's a take at least. Um, I feel like some people would debate you on it. I I think they're pretty. Yeah, yeah, I think they're pretty solid. Nothing too special, but they're right in the middle of the road. Um, I think it's gonna be low scoring. I like both teams to be on the ground a lot this game. Deshaun Watson can play though. I feel like the line's gonna switch, but I like the Browns a lot if Watson plays. Without him, I'm not touching it though. Huff, what do you what do you like this one? I yeah, I I, and Taylor get I had the too. same I had the same take that you had on this one. I think there's gonna be a lot of running the ball, a lot of a lot of Kareem Hunt, a lot of Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, with uh with no Anthony Richardson, it's gonna be another Garner Minshew game. I th- I do think he has a better game than he had last week in Jacksonville. I uh, won't be taking the Colts, but I do like the under forty. Yeah, I mean, with both teams having a good duo at running back too, it's not too far fetched. I mean, John Jerome Ford with Kareem Hunt and then Zach Moss with uh Jonathan Taylor and the, the latter the two that we didn't you didn't mention Hoff are the two that have been performing better to date yeah so, so it'll be interesting to see I think um not one of the games I'll have on my TV I'll tell you that yeah for, I, I definitely agree with that this one of those games I'll bet under and not even check the score until halftime and then the final score yeah and and you'll probably be right I like how the trends are pointing towards the under. It sounds like a couple of you uh, also like that play. So we'll see what happens come Sunday. Next matchup here, also 1 o'clock, the Washington Commanders in the New York Giants. The Commanders, the favorite here, minus 2.5. Their money line, minus 144. Giants money line at plus 122. Total, 39.5. Very similar to this last game, just a half point off on that total. The trends for this matchup are... Three straight games in this rivalry have seen no more than 40 points scored, with five of the past six seeing 43 or fewer points scored. Unders are 10-1-2 since 2021 when the Giants are home underdogs. So again, trends pointing all over that, all over the under. Sounds like a lot of low-scoring games coming into the start of this week, but who wants to get us rolling on this one? Is Daniel Jones playing? Mm, I'm, tr- I'm actually looking that up literally right now. I'm trying to um, find it. I'm going to fantasy for this one. I was looking on the, the on the on the starting lineups for the week. They don't have them listed, but it doesn't make a difference really. The Giants yes. stink. <laughs> the Giants do stink, and the Commanders do too. But the Commanders are playing solid football here and there. 
I like Sam Howell too. I mean, that offense. I do like Sam Howell. There's here and there. There's just not really any spark in that Giants offense or defense. I mean, Saquon Barkley can get a can get a nice run for maybe 30 yards, but how often is that is that front line really opening up holes for him? I mean, it's hard for him to get anything going. Yeah, I agree with that. And like Sam Howell, Brian Robinson, Tara McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, they've been doing enough. They have. They've been doing. They have the there's weapons. glimpses. There's glimpses of Sam Howell being a good quarterback. Not consistent enough for me to put money on it. And Saquon Barkley, I I really like betting on him um personally but i can't touch him with that the way that the giants have been wandale robinson coming to life at least but yeah so little shown from them and not much hope in a commander's team will lead me to stray away from this game even with tyrod taylor and i'm still not taking the commanders i don't think i'm gonna stay away for sure See, I'm actually kind of leaning on the Giants here. I think that I saw a couple of reports that Daniel Jones has been back at practicing. I think, I mean, that's obviously me leaning on him playing in this game. I like the Giants on their home field. Like, at least if I can get the, the plus three, I love it. I'd probably just take them to win the game on the plus 125. Yeah, that's not a bad line or a bad theory. They played tough last week. And even if he doesn't play, Tyrod Taylor is serviceable. Um, Daniel Jones is saying he's yet to be cleared for contact, but he's been divisional ma- divisional matchup. I I'm, I need to get back to my just divisional matchup. Just take these underdogs because it fucking hits. So I need to get back. I'll to tell it. you what though. Yeah, regardless of I like the play, but Daniel Jones, like, let's take into account the way that they approach that Saquon Barkley injury. Remember how many times they told us he was going to play and then they sat him out, like four oh, yeah, weeks yeah. in a row. Yeah. With the guy they just gave a good bag to, I know we can be out after two years, or the team can be out of the contract after two years. But with the bag they gave him, I feel like they're going to end up setting him this week, even though this could be a must-win for them. Going to be an interesting game there in New York. But let's jump forward to this next matchup. The Atlanta Falcons heading to Tampa to visit the Buccaneers. The Bucs are the favorite here. Two and a half points for them. Their money line minus 138. Falcons money line at plus 118. Total 37 and a half. Trends I got. Falcons are 4 and 10 against the spread in their past 14 games against a top 10 run defense. And the Bucs are the worst home against the spread team since the beginning of last season. Coming in at 2 and 8 against the spread. What are you guys thinking here? coming into another one o'clock matchup in tampa ace once starts off yeah i'm excited for this one honestly i've been high on these bucks all year tough matchup last week with that lions team who's really exceeded my expectations and turned to a powerhouse in the nfl so i expect the, the the bucks to come in divisional matchup more experienced team it's in tampa bay i believe you said so that that bodes well for the desmond Ritter saga i know we finally lost one at home but normally i say two and a half points let's take that for sure it's under three uh, better value, but I'm going to take the money line here for sure. Um, the Falcons love these weird scores. I don't know if you guys have noticed this the last few years, if you've been on any of their games. It's always like 22, 21, 19, like weird numbers that you don't see often. I'll just take the money line, bucks to win. Trust that defense. Baker Mayfield showed me enough with Mike Evans and the rest of the weapons he have down there. I like Rashad White as well, but I think this defense is going to cause problems for uh, Bijan and Ritter. Eager to hear what you guys have on this one, but you'll probably see this on my card. Mac, you want to go? You're muted. Yeah, I'm definitely with you here, Ace. Uh, I really like that Bucks team a lot more than I did preseason. I know you were the only one to, to actually back them up preseason. I was definitely on the other end. But um, this team showed me a lot. That defense showed me a lot. Even last week, um, the game kind of got away from them against the Lions, but it was a close game throughout the first half, even into the third quarter. 
Um, that Bucks defense, Bucks defense really uh, held their own, and um, Baker couldn't really get much going. That offense couldn't really get much going. That that Lions defense is good too, but um, obviously when you have Jared Goff on the other side playing as well as he is, they're gonna find something sooner or later. But um, big bounce back game for the Bucks. They're at home. Falcons don't play well on the road. You're gonna see Desmond Ritter struggle a lot against this defense. Um, I'm I'm big on the Bucks as well, but the Falcons like to play like one to two point games every single week. So I'm I'm with you on the money line as well. Yeah, I Love I definitely think this is a big game for, big game for the Bucks in a divisional matchup. I I for some reason I I lean on the Bucks in this game. I, you probably won't see me card this, but I would not be surprised to see the the Bucks slip this thing up and let the Falcons get one, and they both leave leave week seven four and three. Uh, for co-lead of the, the NFC South, that just wouldn't surprise me. I know the Falcons haven't played well on the road this year, but Bucks uh, I, I don't know D- divisional matchup. I, I kind of, I kind of, I, I don't have a play on this one right now. I think I lean on Tampa Bay, but I don't know. I kind of like that value for the same ins- for the same reason. I like the Giants in the last one. Bucks are three and two, Huff. Bu- yeah, that's what, I'm sa- that's what I'm saying. If the Falcons win this game, they'd both be four and three. Or, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah you're right. They'd be they'd yeah, be three and three. Yeah, the Bucks already had their bye week. Yeah, they yeah. already had their bye. I was confused by that. They were the first teams that I hate those. I hate those early buys. They throw me off for these teams' records. Like when I'm trying to be I know, like it's so like, annoying. Like the Steelers just had theirs. Like now my records like thrown off by the week, whatever week it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gotta get to like week yep, thirteen. Behind. You're not. You're not. We've only played twelve games. Yeah. No, this will be a good game, though. I think it's going to be a close fight throughout. Um, whatever side you end up going with, there'll be a sweat. But it seems like all of us like the box yeah. here. See if any of us will actually end up putting this on the card. I will not. I I probably will be, actually. I really like this play. I was going to say, I feel like we've been on the Falcons and Bijan a bit this year, too. But I do like the box in this spot. At home, at least. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, the AFC East and the NFC East have the same exact records. Kind of cool. That's wild. Nice. Hopefully we have the worst one by the end of the year. No, I'm never. I'm afraid. Look, look at that loss. Look all that. faith in those Patriots. Yeah, it must have been that beating gone. in Dallas I did it. No, that's all right. That's all right. I, I, won't, I won't be like that. I don't like rooting for a tank ever, but people say that. But I don't know. I don't think you need to do that. There's a lot of good quarterbacks coming up. Love it, boys. A lot of uh, smaller spreads here. Two and a half, two and a half, two and a half, one and a half. Let's jump into a bigger one here this week. The Bills and the Patriots heading to uh, Foxborough there. The, pa- the Bills are the favorite, minus eight and a half. Their money line, minus 450. The Patriots' money line, plus 350. And the total at 40 and a half. The only trend I have here is the Bills have outscored the Patriots 95 to 40 in their past three trips to Foxborough in the post-Tom Brady era. So not looking good for the Patriots, but they got eight and a half points here. What are you thinking, Ace, coming into this uh, 1 o'clock Sunday matchup at home? I don't think I can take the 8.5 points here. That's a lot against a really good team. But especially after last week, I thought they should have won that game. And it, it reminded me of the Eagles game, of the Dolphins game, and uh, I think there's one more mixed in there where we were, not the two blowouts, but the other ones where we could have won the game on the last drive, but Mac Jones just couldn't get it done. And not even by his own doing. There's always something that's going to happen because that offense can just not put points on the board. Um, defense still still playing pretty solid. So I wouldn't mind like one pro Patriots bet, I guess you could say, is probably a Josh Allen interception. Could definitely see that happen. But yeah. I think that the I think the Bills have their way with the Patriots. Stephon Diggs cannot be covered. I was looking forward to this matchup with Christian Gonzalez versus Stephon Diggs because um, he's really been torturing the Patriots all year. And that's why you go and get that guy. But it, 
with JC Jackson maybe our best bet now with Jonathan Jones. Um just I think Diggs will have a big game and find the end zone for sure. He always does against the Patriots. Um but I, I think I like the under here. I think this will this won't be as bad of a blowout as some of the previous Patriots losses. I I'm personally I, I gotta take the Bills here. I think that this is a perfect spot for them in a divisional matchup. They they didn't play good last week. Uh, against a tough Giants team in the prime time, they get a nice one o'clock game. I know it's in New England, but um, that that AFC East football, I feel like the Bills and the Patriots, obviously used to that colder, windy fall weather that we're gonna have. Um, I, I'm on the Bills. I'm gonna take the number and lay the minus eight and a half. You gonna put that on your card? That's a lot of points in a divisional game. Yeah, uh, I, the- I I true I truly might. I I don't see the Patriots put up much points. The only they thing that play, would make me that would make me shy away from it is the fact that the Bills are. They just keep losing guys on defense and left yeah. and right. They have so many injuries on defense, but I definitely do not see the page or the bill struggle to put up points here because they had such a problem last week. I just think this week is such a get right game for the bills, even though they won. I'm telling you the Patriots aren't going. Oh, four at home with the lighthouse. You ever see the PMT posts like, Oh, and three blame the lighthouse or something like that. Um, blame the lighthouse. I, yeah. I bet you they could get not this. Maybe. I mean, I'm not going to touch it. I'll probably throw like fandom, like, very light on the Patriots money line just because I'll watch the game. But um yeah, that's my real plays on this are Josh Allen with the interception and Stefan Diggs to get in the end zone. I think those are the two best plays of the game. I kinda I think the Bills will have the nine. ball a lot, that's why. I like the plus nine. I mean it's too many points in the divisional game. Um on the road for the Bills. But what are they saying? This would be a 14, 15 point spread if they if it was in Buffalo. Um I just think it's a little too much. But I'm, I mean, I think these the big Patriots. spreads have been getting covered this year. I, I have to stop thinking they're too big. They give, they've been getting covered. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, you can't go wrong betting on the Bills or betting against the Patriots at least. But that's why I won't be throwing yeah. on this game. Patriots burned me last week. I mean, Jesus Christ, Mac Jones. Um, but how brutal was that, dude? That first of all, the intercept, the interception throw to oh. Hunter Henry might have been like the worst throw I've ever seen by a starting quarterback. But then he plays but, well. But then he makes too. good throws and stuff and then I'm like, "Ah, oh, he can he can lead a drive if if we need one." And then, and then he, he gets... finally does something good and you realize how bad the Patriots offense also is around him and Devontae Parker drops it. And then he gets sacked in the end zone because his offensive line can't hold for a second and a half. So obviously betting against the Patriots is not a bad move. Um but I think I just think this is one of those games divisional matchup, high spread, um going on the road. Uh they keep it close. He, Till the end of the game, Josh Allen likes to turn the ball over. Probably gonna turn it turn it over in his own side of the field at least once. So, um, that'll keep the Patriots alive. Yeah, if the Patriots defense has a Patriots defense game, that could be trouble. Um, just the way with how loose Josh Allen is. I mean, they lost to the to the Jets in Week One, who the Patriots ended up beating. Very similar teams right now with their quarterbacks. I think Zach Wilson just kind of hot right now compared to Mac Jones, um, which isn't saying much because it's still pretty bad, but. Yeah, I think it would have to be the perfect storm for the Patriots defense and Josh Allen, but I, I only see him throwing at least one, maybe two interceptions and winning the game. But Huff, that, that banged-up Bills defense would, would be the only thing making me shy away from a high point total. Yeah, no, that's definitely... that's the, the, I was just looking at the other thing. The first half spread is minus 5.5. I like that a lot. Solid stuff there, boys, in that 1 o'clock matchup. We got just uh, two more here before we jump into the 4 o'clock matchups. This one here, the Las Vegas Raiders heading to Chicago to visit the Bears, but they're the favorite. The Raiders minus 3, their money line minus 156. 
Bears money line at plus 132 and the total at 37 and a half. The trends I got here, the Raiders are the third worst against the spread road team since the beginning of last season. Four and eight, the only team worse in that stretch. Both play at home this week, Chicago and Denver. Overs are six and two in Chicago's past eight games against a bottom 10 offense. What do we like here in this matchup? Ace, get us rolling here. Raiders and Bears in Chicago. Yeah, I know I just got us going with the uh, Patriots game too, but I'm excited about this Raiders team. I mean, I could I had to quell my excitement a bit with them playing the Patriots and that being a winnable game for the Patriots, as we saw last week in a one-score game. But I was high on this team last year. I don't know if you guys remember me putting them on the car a lot, expected them to compete more for the division in McDaniels year one. But uh, this year, I, I like them again. I mean, they have a great matchups week in and week out. Here they are against the Bears with Tanner Bagnett playing. I don't even know how to say his name. Some guy Agent. who played like, yeah, D2 college or something like that. Jeez, getting his first career start. Tyson Bajan, I, I think is his name. Yeah, I, I don't want to see that name. First career win in the NFL from like this terrible school to doing this. It's like Jimmy Garoppolo, if you're even playing, which I don't think he is, it'll be Brian Hoyer, right? And Aiden O'Connell or Aiden O'Connell's. Yeah, name. this could this could this could be either O'Connell or Hoyer versus Tyson Bajan. This Hoyer could be looks a great solid in game. Hoyer with the weapons he has actually isn't bad. He makes Dude, good Hoyer decisions. looks good. Yeah, he did that for the Patriots too. Remember he almost beat the Chiefs with us in the Mahomes prime when Brady went down or something like that? Um, yeah, I mean, Brian Hoyer, he, he gets the job done with Josh Jacobs. And you know what else? Josh McDaniels knows exactly how to use Hoyer, how to use Jacoby Myers. He knows how to give the rock to a stud in Josh Jacobs. They've got that young tight end Meyer playing too. And then you have Adams and... Uh, on the outside, Meyer's really coming on the scene. I know I touched on him earlier, but I expect Hoyer to have a solid game. I don't think the Bears will have much weak defenses. I could see a lot of points here, low-key, for backup quarterbacks. But, uh, yeah, give me the Raiders here for sure. What was the spread you saw on this one again? Three points? Yeah, even three. Uh, yeah, even three. Yeah, I like the even three. Give me that. I might even put this on my card and Brian Hoyer we trust. Yeah, I'm with you on the Raiders. I'm just going to keep fading this Bears team. Did it last week. It was a little easier with that Minnesota Vikings team. They're a little undervalued just because Jettas was out, but still got Kirk Cousins, and they're still playing the Bears. So, um, Ace, I know you hit on this Bears team, but I'm gonna keep fading them. Yeah, that was a that was circumstantial though. Yeah, that was that was a nice hit. I'll give you credit for that one. But I'm gonna fade them until they only time wrong. all year I took them. But I think Josh Jacobs is one of the top end running backs as well with ETN, and he's gonna have his way. He's gonna go for over 100 against this Bears weak defense. Yeah, opinion. for sure. He's putting up 100. Yeah, I'm on the same side as you guys. I like the Raiders for all the reasons you said. I'll lay the number as well. I think uh, there's a good chance, obviously, that we get. Uh, I mean, that Tyson Bajan dude going for Chicago. I can't. I can't put money on that Nathan kid uh, Peterman. based on what I got. Yeah, or Nathan Peterman, uh, based on what I saw last week. Yeah, give me the Raiders. Uh, I was confident in them two weeks ago in that Monday Night Football game. I did not take them against those Patriots, but yeah, I could see them pick up a win here in Soldier Field. I, I like the Raiders minus three. Are they a dark horse playoff team? Mm, no. No. They but they could schedule, get the four and three right they, here. They which, have a week, which schedule. would make things spicy. But I just think that no, there's no way they'll find a way to not make the playoffs. Do they still have the Broncos again? Yup. The Chargers. Yeah, like but to they lose can lose the Broncos easily. They probably still like, get no, the no, Chiefs they could, twice. But they're, they're they're valid though. They're valid. They they already lost to the Chargers once, so that means they can they still have the Chiefs twice. Max Crosby's the- turning into one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Yes, is he, is, for sure. Is he putting on a depoy performance so far this year? No, no. Just he'll never be top. He won't. He'll never be top three. He'll be that second tier. 
I feel like he he's did. at the no, he's third in the AFC. Yeah, there's two guys in the NFC that are better than him too. Yeah, I'm saying in the AFC though. You think he, you don't think he's top tier in the AFC? You'll you'll put him. Would you put him in top tier? Yeah, he's a pretty good player. Do you think Watt and Garrett are in their world of their own? You don't think Crosby can I get true, into the three uh, of that I think echelon? I think Garrett's more similar to Watt in the fact that when you watch him, his motor does not stop. Like you can yeah, think he's yeah. so out of a play, and then you'll just see 98 come flying in out of nowhere and get a sack. Like I will give him that. He is really good, but. I, I just think TJ point, has though. the more weapons around him. It helps him get the exposure where, you know what I mean, you can't double on TJ Watt. He has the weapons of, around him. Max exactly. Crosby a lot of guys so are keying. Exactly. I mean, that's a tough defense to be on. He's still making waves. Definitely, we'll put him at, we'll, we'll just say off the cuff, top five, number five or number six. I'd say, I'd say he is five. Like, he is five. You're not putting Hutchinson ahead of him? <sighs> not yet. I agree, not ball. yet. So he's right behind him at six. But Dude, those Crosby's are five, yeah. good. He's a he's a game changer. Dude, another yeah. one that I love is Thibodeau on the Giants, but he's having he's no. not having a great year. No, not anymore. <laughs> he's so athletic. Like he has so much potential. I just don't think he likes the game of football anymore because he's playing exactly, for fucking yeah. New York. He got Giants. a signing bonus and now he's playing for a loser team. Alrighty, boys here. Let's jump into this final one o'clock matchup here. The Detroit Lions visiting the Baltimore Ravens in, like I said, in Baltimore. The Ravens, the favorite, minus three, their money line minus 146, and the total at 42 and a half. My trends I got here are the Lions are 14 and two against the spread in their last 16. They're also seven and one against the spread in their last eight games on the road. The Ravens are two, eight and one against the spread in their last 11 games at home. So why don't we send it to Mackie here to get us started here. Last one o'clock matchup here in Baltimore. What are we thinking, Mackie? Yeah, let me tell you something. You can keep those points. Give me the Lions money line plus 140. This team's 5-1. and one. They haven't proved to any reason that they should be an underdog, especially to this Ravens team who continues to underachieve. I think they're a little overrated to this point. They're still 4-2, and two, getting the wins that they need. Well, not even the wins that they need to. They blew that Steelers game two weeks ago, which was terrible. Um... I mean, this, this offense, I mean, it's not even Lamar. These guys are just dropping passes, and I know they got Odell back, and Zay Flowers had a good game last week, but, I mean, this is just not a game where they're going to be able to come out on top. This Lions defense is playing out of their minds. Um, it's going to be really tough on that Ravens offense, who hasn't really shown any signs of uh, connections, I, would, I should say, to this point. Um, I, just, I, I think the wrong team is favored here. I'm going to take the Lions on the road. Yeah, I mean, Mackie, I think this is going to be one of the best games of the week, one of the best games of the year. It has the potential to be. I'm hoping for a lot of points. But I want to ask Huff and I want to ask Jesse this. Are you overreacting, I think, to a divisional matchup loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Do you know how, like, that's Steelers-Ravens in Pittsburgh. That's a very different game. I still think the Ravens are a top-end team in this league. I'll slot I missed his right take. Who did he take I don't. I don't think that them losing to the Steelers is bad at all. I think that the way that they lost the Steelers is horrific. The way that they lost, they the re, the fact that they lost that they That's lost classic that Steelers, game, though. that singular game, the way that that game played out is 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 terrible. Like that was that was horrific. But you're even, you're referencing the drops by these receivers. They were electric until then. Playing on that road divisional game in the tight tight game, it was one score game, low scoring, and the trips thrown beforehand, I think it had a much more effect than it will on these receivers in a normal week, especially Zay Flowers. 
You're an NFL receiver. There's no excuse because they're chirping you. You're dropping footballs. Come on. No, it's valid. The the, the pressure was too much. That's not valid at all. You don't see that. I think the pressure is way higher in that game than it is in any other game. That but you don't. Okay, Dave. Ravens and Steelers have played how many times? You don't see that. But it's his rookie, like his rookie year, his first time in Heinz Field against the Steelers. It wasn't just Zay. It wasn't just no, Zay. I know, but I the other guys, I don't, worry, I'm not worried about. But Zay Flowers, I expect but him they, to bounce back big time. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, but this is this isn't this is a tough game. It's a tough matchup for them. Yeah, did you I, both I don't give think your it, takes on this, Ace? I assume you're on the yeah. Ravens. Mackie's on the Lions. Yeah, I'm, I am on the Ravens with the three points. Saying it off the rip, I was like, ooh, this is gonna be a tough one. But how weak that Lions secondary is without Emmanuel Mosley anymore. Um. I, I like the Ravens here, especially at the M&T Bank. If this game was in Detroit, maybe it's a different story. But at home, I, I got to take the Ravens here. They're going to even up their records, and those are going to be like the 6th and 7th ranked team in the power rankings, both of them sitting right there, in my opinion. Yeah, so I'm also – I'm also I kind of lean on the Ravens here, and here's why. I, I like the home field matchup. I like uh, them for one reason here. Not really for one reason, but the main reason I did here was – uh, there's going to be like 15 or 16 mile an hour wins in Baltimore on Sunday. At least that's what they're expecting. Uh, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I think you're going to see a lot off the foot of Tucker. I definitely might take his over one and a half uh, just because I think they'll end up using him. But I, I, I don't know. I definitely lean on the Ravens here. I like the Ravens with the three points. I think the Lions have, uh, without David Montgomery, they're looking to get Jameer Gibbs back and put him in a number one role. But we're yet to see that uh, so far this year, uh, them really use him. I'm going to go with the Ravens here. I like the Ravens at home. I think this is a big game for them to prove who they are in the AFC. I know that the Lions are an NFC team, but I think the Ravens get the job done here on their home field. I think this Ravens defense is top-notch, too. Roquan Smith leading the way, one of the best linebackers in the league, potentially the best in the AFC. Um, I, I, I like what they're going to do with Montgomery not practicing so far this week, Gibbs being limited. I don't like what they're going to have on offense against this team. I Josh think that Reynolds played well last week. Golf through the air is gonna yeah, but I think through the air is gonna be big. Um I don't know. I, I like I like this game. It's gonna be tight throughout. I like the Ravens to cover the three though. Justin Tucker was on his shit last week. I think he put up like what, six field goals in London. Um coming back to the bank. Lamar's gonna get going. Interested to see how that Ravens backfield plays out. I don't know if you guys have been looking at that much. Yeah, I, I just think the I I don't really love this Ravens team. I think uh they're just a little too highly rated throughout the throughout the America, I should say. But um, yeah, Lions are three and zero on the road. I think they they can go into the and if anyone's going to go into Baltimore and take and steal a win, it's going to be them. I think. It's asking a lot. This is another good test for the Lions. See, I wouldn't be. See, I, I I don't think it's asking a lot. I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Lions win this game. I'm just I'm just on the Ravens. No, I like will, the I think it'll say a lot if they win this game though. This is their second toughest game of the year, in my opinion. I mean, they're five and one. Like, they, I think, in my opinion, like they're, they're the proven. better team here. They're proven. Yeah, to this point, hundred percent. Yeah, but this is another prove it game, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, but I'm saying they're five not, and one. The Ravens are the ones with what? What are they? Three and two? Three and three? Four and two? Four and two? Four and two? Four and two? It's and not one of those situations. The only where reason they're four, they should be five and one. If that's any other team, they win that game. I think the only reason they lost is because it was the Steelers in Pittsburgh. He scored ten points, dude. <laughs> but they also lost to the Colts. Who was the Lions lost to? The uh, the Seahawks in a high flying shootout. That was a, yeah. I had the Lions in that game. I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised the Lions win this game. I I definitely think. I I feel like the Lions are more like the or the Ravens are more the team here that needs to prove something. 
Uh, for That's sure. A good point. I think they I think do if, too as well. I think the Lions can lose this game by 15 points, and no one's gonna be like, "Oh, this team's frauds." I think they're they're solidified. Eh, it, it'll pull back the reins big time, though. I saw I think some it, ratings yeah, this I think week where they were up there with the Chiefs as the top. Big Cat had the Lions and the Chiefs at, as the top echelon. That's that thing he makes is also to get people yeah, comments. No, but still, I mean, by the that, yeah, that, for sure. that shows you yeah. how much hype's behind it. Yeah, there's I a lot mean, of hype. There's a lot of hype around the lines right now. You just can't right put now. too much stock guys, into that kind of stuff. You guys, hear, you, think you guys hear, you guys hear a lot of talk amongst people though. A lot of people are high on the lines right now. You think if they lose this game by two touchdowns, everyone's gonna pull the brakes on them? I think they're gonna pop. No them way! <laughs> Absolutely not! <laughs> Absolutely not! I do two touchdowns. That's, that's a lot, but no, it depends, dude, you know, it depends how they follow it up. If it's a close yeah. game, no, <laughs> and they lose, but if they get pumped, for sure. Well, what's fourteen points? Took them between 21. an ass kicking and a. What about when Dallas just got beat forty-two to ten and nobody really blinked an eye? What's the those the Niners though? I think people blinked an eye. I think they would have been a three and a half Remember point they, favorite they in that Chargers the bra- game. They pumped the brakes big time on the Cowboys too, though. The Cowboys Ow. Super Bowl talks were off after that week. I think they're still going on. They're still top six in odds. <laughs> no, I know, but after that game, it was like, oh shit, like the Niners are good. Mackie, you don't think if the Cowboys would have competed in that 49ers game, they were a three and a half point favorite in L.A. No. No, I See, don't. I think that I think no, that I, I don't think any, that take. I don't really think anybody really overreacted to that Cowboys loss. But then again, it's the Cowboys. They've they've been in the situation like they've been in it's the like, playoffs. Well, you just expect it from the Cowboys. Like it's expected from them. And it's and they're they're a solidified team to like that they're good. I mean, the Lions There's are just still, so like, much we don't know about the Lions. Ex- so that's the thing is that are they solidified into that upper echelon and you just a win Ace helps that. Ace doesn't seem to think so. But I think they're I think they're up there. No, I, I do. I think I think this is an important game for that though. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Probably the game the best game of the week. Sunday Sunday night football. Alrighty, that's gonna wrap up all the one o'clock matchups. We'll hear a handful of four o'clock matchups as we get rolling here. The first one, the Pittsburgh Steelers heading to Los Angeles to visit the Rams at SoFi Stadium. The Rams are the favorite here, minus three. Their money line minus one sixty six. Steelers money line at plus 140 and the total 43 and a half. The trends I got here, the Steelers have covered 16 of their past 25 games as an underdog coming in at 64%. And the Rams and Dolphins are the only teams unbeaten against the spread when favored this season. Minimum of two games as the favorite. What are you guys thinking here? Huff, why don't you just go in this first four o'clock matchup in LA? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Steelers coming off a bye week here. This is a Rams team that I've also been per, very high on so far this year, and they have their guy back in Cooper Cup uh, and Puka Nakua, who's been pretty good so far this year. And uh, I, I don't think the Steelers are going to have much options to cover them. I definitely think it's going to be a big, long day for the Steelers. But um, the Steelers, they just love to hang around in games. I'll probably kind of take the three points. I might put them in a teaser to get it at seven and a half or a little higher. I don't love them. Uh, straight up to win the game, but uh, my Steelers, they love to hang around in these games. They have the better defense in this matchup. No Kyron Williams for the Rams, um, so it's going to be a lot of Stafford to Cup and Nakua, but uh, I don't know. I think the Steelers' defense is able to do enough to keep it close. I'll take the number with the Steelers, but like I said, I might tease it up a little higher, um, but yeah, off the bye week, these teams tend to tend to do good. Going across the country, though, I don't love that, but uh, Steelers have tended to play pretty good in SoFi uh, throughout uh, the, its existence, so I'm going to take the Steelers with the number. 
Yeah, I'm like you said, I'm probably not taking a side just because of the way the Steelers hang around in every freaking game. It's like nothing is safe against the Steelers defense because of they some just type find of ways. They like they don't even play well games. all game, but they'll win the game. And yeah, that's they, that, that scares me. Deontay Johnson coming back, I think that And might it be doesn't matter. Might be a lift for this offense. Um and that Rams defense hasn't been too strong, so maybe Pickett can get a little bit going. But I, the, my favorite play this week is definitely on Cop and Nakua props here. If you're going to take one, you might as well take the other. But I think they could both end up finding the end zone. Matthew Stafford going to have a good day through the air against this, the Steelers defense, in my opinion. I just think it's going to be tough for Matthew Stafford to find the time to get the balls into the air. Obviously, Kyron Williams is out. You're going to have to rely a lot on that arm. But that that uh, that Steelers pass rush against that offensive line is going to be pretty un, um, unmatched. I mean... That offensive line couldn't even give him time against that Eagles pass rush. And I know the Eagles pass, r- pass rush is right there as well. But uh, TJ Watt coming down your throat, hey, yo, um, that's going to be tough. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> that's that's going to be tough to play against. But, again, you could see the Steelers go out there and shit the bed and uh, kind of get blown out and going across one thing, the country. One, Mackie, one thing is, though, I, I agree with all those takes, but I feel like Matthew Stafford, veteran quarterback, Super Bowl champion, he's going to be able to get the ball out quick, especially against this defense because he knows what they possess. That's why I like a Nakua or Cup receptions because of how, how well they can get open on those quick slants. Um, Yards after especially catch, both yeah. of them. I feel like they're both going to see over 10 targets this week. It's going to ha- it's gonna be a lot Listen, of that. It's going to have to be. It's a good it's, it's a good uh, over-receptions prop game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, listen I mean, this, I don't have a I don't have a side on this. Listen to this press conference that Tomlin gave this week. There's someone said like, "How do you feel about your team coming out of the bye week?" This is the most Tomlin answer of all time. About getting back into competition, uh, coming off of our bye week, um, you know, the usual bye week business for us, uh, an opportunity for self analysis in all three phases. Um, it's what such we do football well, coach what we don't talk. Do well. Um, strategic things, uh, how we divide the labor up. Uh, we went through those things with a fine-tooth comb uh, <laughs> as a staff. Spent some time addressing some of those things, uh, some of the more significant things with players. Uh, he doesn't ever talk about what those things <laughs> match, are. He doesn't just, talk about anything. Match that it's speech just, up with the same question from last year, and I bet you it's very similar. <laughs> I guarantee, dude, he has just like a book. They're doing like, stuff. They're doing stuff and things. Yeah. Don't worry about it. They're, they're looking at everything. And anal- they're, analy- are- they're analyzing things. How are the Steelers usually after a bye? I feel like they're a good, like, good bounce-back team up for that with a good coach. I don't know. I don't have like an off Hopefully the they figured out that they have, have to get Jalen Warren more, invo- more involved in the offense. D- the- Jalen Warren has literally projected more fantasy points than Najee Harris this week. Really? Mm-hmm. I have both of them on my one team. Jalen Warren is projected 10 You know what that means? Najee's going to find the end zone. Yeah, that's what I said, too. Najee's projected 8.4 in my one league, and uh, Jalen Warren's projected 10.3 in the same league. Big PPR league, eh? Yeah, it's full PPR, that is why. But still pretty crazy to me. Yeah, I agree. I'm starting Jalen Warren. Tyreek Hill projected 24.3 points this week. This might be a higher total than you think normally you always think Steelers under I think there actually might be a good bit of points in this Steelers Rams game yeah I think both Fuck, quarterbacks are going to be able to throw some touchdowns this week Kenny Pickett throwing touchdowns yeah call me crazy but I think it I think this is the week he's he has his he has his times it's like saying Mac Jones is going to go out there and throw some touchdowns <laughs> it's yeah, nothing yeah, like it happens that. it happens three out of 16 <laughs> games of the year 
So no, I'm, just chirping. I'm just chirping. I'm just chirping. He was a Pro Bowler. No, I'm fucking with you. You're, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. You know what I say about the Pro Bowl, Tyler Huntley? Tyrod Huntley. Put some respect on his name. Should have beat Joe Barfraud last year in the round one, but he got screwed over by that one-yard rush. Joe Barfraud. Yeah, I don't got much else on this game. I think it's just going to be a classic Tomlin off the bye week game, but I do like that play that you said. with the the. I could probably take that cup of receptions because I don't think we have anyone that's going to guard him. No, and just like think about how quick Stafford's just going to go zing right to him five yards. And he's going to take that. I mean, yak. sooner or later, if they're smart enough, they'll put Joey Porter Jr. on one of them. But With I the really nice don't want to see him. Legs. No, but you've you've seen, see. you've seen you've seen Cooper Cup even against the best corners in the league. He's still going to put yeah, dude, up. Dude, he just he numbers. just runs four yards, stops, he throws him the ball, and then he spins for like six more yards. It's like ten yards every fucking time. He's good. It's crazy. Nikoi does the same thing. So I'm saying, if you take one, you got to take the other. In yeah. My opinion. Yeah. They're both going to be set. Probably like. Six and a half. Six and a half. I was going to say six. Maybe one of them will be six even. Both six and a half, but a heavier line on Cooper Cup. Book it. Yeah, way, hover, way heavier on his Minus over. 140 over six and a half, and then Puka Nikola is going to be score, minus One of them will score a touchdown, too. Yeah, probably, I'm thinking both, but you you as a Steelers guy, you don't think so. I think This Kenny, would be a good game to do what I did last week with the yeah, Bengals, and yeah. it burnt me. Where you take both receivers at plus money and you just hope one of them hit, but I got. Do you know what Cooper Cup? At least be, I hit though? the spread. Cooper Cup's gonna be minus one fifty five to get in the end zone. Yeah. Puka Nakua will be plus one twenty five. If you're ballsy, you take like Cup first team and Nakua anytime. That'd be crazy. You hit, but you could hit. Yeah, both. to get two pluses. You're really looking at value there. Huff's a value hunter. Alrighty, boys. Going to be a good first 4 p.m. matchup there for the Steelers. I'm excited about this one. But let's jump into our next one here. The Arizona Cardinals visiting Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, the favorite here, seven and a half points. Their money line minus 390. The Cardinals money line at plus 310. And the total at 44 and a half. No trends for me coming into this matchup. But I don't know. I'm not particularly excited. Do you guys think the Seahawks are going to take down the Cardinals? Eight points. Seven and a half points. Let's get us rolling. Nobody on this one. I'll tell I know. You. Yeah, I, I can I tell. Snooze fast. I'm not gonna I'm a, this is no, the worst I'm game a, of the week. I, see, I don't but know. But the I Seahawks are good. A, Kenneth Walker gets in the end zone every week. Geno Smith, like, I was off this wagon. I got to buy in on the Lions and the Seahawks now. I'm buying the share so quick. But Seahawks, I've been on it for a while since they beat the Lions. Remember that? But, um,. DK Metcalf, he's he's playing good football. You know, we got Tyler Lockett, we got Geno Smith, we got Spoon on the outside on the back end, and Kenneth Walker. That guy's auto. Whoever put up that tweet for me the other day, thank you, because he scored 12 minutes into the first got slate you. of the day. Um, maybe I take that again because I think he gets in against this Cardinals defense. That's yeah, that he's probably gonna play from this game. Might be a little more steep though against this defense, but yeah, he does seem automatic, and they really like to go to him inside the red zone, and he can break out for those 13-yard touchdowns in the red zone. So. Um, I like that play. I might start hopping on that with you. Yeah. What is sure. it? Kenneth uh, Walker. Kenneth anytime. Walker, ATD. Oh, yeah. I did that with the with the week they played the, well, who was it, the Panthers? I did you him hit. and Miles Sanders. Yeah. You hit. Yeah, he hits a lot. I don't know, dude. I kind of like the Cardinals with the points in this game. The Cardinals, ever, me being a Seahawks fan, I've points, watched a yeah. lot of Seahawks. I've watched a lot of Seahawks-Cardinals games. Just historically, the Cardinals keep things close. It's kind of like, I mean, there's a lot of those divisional matchups where they the two teams just love to play a close game. I know this is in Seattle. I'm just leaning on the Cardinals with the points here. I kind of really like this play. They've been just hanging in games, and then they slip up of lit, or at the end of the game and just kind of can't hang around. But uh, I think they are they might be getting James Conner back this week. I don't want to speak on that too for sure. That They have those other running backs that they've been using, but... 
I don't know. They've been doing just enough to keep around in games, and I could see them cover a seven and a half point spread, especially in a divisional matchup. But I'm seeing here, yeah, I, w- I was looking up the career or all time against the spread for these two teams, and the Cardinals do lead 25, 22, and one. So the Cardinals got the ATS record, but the, the Seahawks have the all time record for actually straight up wins. I think that kind of stems back to the, the Russ and the, I don't know, there's been some good Cardinals teams as well, but. Um, those Russ years, they they definitely dominated, but the Cardinals love to keep things close against them. I'm going to go with the Cardinals plus seven and a half here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not taking a play on the points here, but I'm definitely going to add my Seahawks money line to. I might tease. This might parlay. be a play that I tease up, like how I said I might tease the Steelers higher. I might get the Cardinals at like thirteen and a half. Yeah, I like that too. I like them to stick around a bit. They've been known to score some points. Uh, I know James Conner's still out, which scares me though. Uh, I know they have Damon Williams toting the rock, but he's nothing. They just use those rec- like Hollywood Brown's having a good year. Hollywood like Brown is Rondale good. Moore's Rondale Moore is yeah, like, good. That who's the other guy? Uh, Wilson. They have jumping on. Yeah, what's his a bit? Yeah, I can't think of his name. The who's their tight end too? I'm trying to. Or Ertz. They have Ertz. 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 Yeah, he's good. And Buda Baker wants to get traded. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not taking anything on this except for the the Kenneth Walker touchdown. Maybe you do a same-game parlay, Kenneth Walker touchdown and Seahawks money line, because I think the Seahawks definitely win as they look forward to getting into the playoffs once again this year. Could be a survival play, even though it's a divisional game. It could be a survival play of the week. Good stuff there, boys. Let's keep it moving here through these 4 o'clock matchups. The Chargers and the Chiefs next in Kansas City. Chiefs are the favorite here, 5.5 points. Their money line minus 230. Chargers money line at plus 190 and the total at 47 and a half. The trends I got here, the overs are 10-2-1 following a Chargers loss since 2021, the highest hit rate in the NFL. Next, the Chiefs are the fifth worst against the spread team since the beginning of last season in divisional games, 2-5. and five. Only Seattle, New Orleans, Arizona, and Chicago have been worse. What do you guys like here? Five and a half points for the Chiefs at home. Who are we thinking? Yeah, I, I really like I really like two plays here, and uh, the first one's going to be the Chiefs with the points. I am going to go the Chiefs minus the five and a half. The second one that I really like is is the under in this game. Another divisional matchup, forty seven and a half points. I really think that uh, a lot of people, the offenses are going to be going this game. I have the same logic I had on that Monday night game. I think it's going to be a little bit slower. I think the Chiefs cover the number, uh, maybe twenty seven seventeen Chiefs. Yeah, it's a pretty high under or over for. Um for a divisional matchup, but these two teams do tend to go at it. But I like the under as well. I do lean the Chargers plus the five and a half. Um, another game where Justin Herbert probably just isn't going to find a way to get it done. By the way, last week, again, not able to, f- to get it done. What are you paying this man for? You guys say he's worth top top three money? Let's see it. Win a football game. He's not doing it. Loses to the Cowboys again. But AC are muted. Because you need to put him somewhere like New England or Pittsburgh. We would take Justin Herbert. Come on. We put up arms. twenty put up twenty points. It wasn't like it was a 35, 30, Huff, 32 Would you take game. Justin Herbert uh, in the black yes. and gold? Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course you would. Of course you would. Win a football game. I would be game. set for ten years. I'd be set for <laughs> ten years. At least. <laughs> At least. Like, but, come uh, on. But yeah, I like the Chargers. Get this guy keep... out of the LA, please. Uh, yeah, right. I agree. Or get rid of the head coach. You oh gotta let one God. of them. The excuses for this man is just absurd. He's a great quarterback, though. He has, I don't care if. Did you guys watch that? I mean, I mean, dude, he he didn't even play that well. Dak definitely. I fell asleep him. in the third quarter. 
Dak a thousand. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Li- I'm not gonna lie. I live bet the Chargers money line at plus four hundred, and I fell asleep. I was like, I'm hoping I wake up, took some good news, and I didn't. <laughs> they weren't yeah. winning that football game. Dallas, no, I mean, Mackie, no, everything game. you say is valid, but I'm still going to die on the hill that Justin Herbert's good, and the worst part is you think so, too. Oh, of course I think he's good. He's just not. He has, I think he has, like, Not in this situation. Gene. I just think he has negative clutch gene. He cannot get it done. He's got to like, break up with the Los Angeles Chargers. It's just not working out. I, I Yeah, I want him to break up with the Los Angeles Chargers and then go somewhere else and do the same thing, and then, oh, my God, it'll be so funny. But um, he, if he could just figure out a way to to – clutch up and win football games in the fourth quarter he could be a top three quarterback in the nfl but he he he's not so he, he or he Justin can't Herbert so needs he's to not. get laid but um th- they should keep this one close after all that i am gonna say they should keep this one close i think there's value even on the money line but i i, I think that i'm probably gonna take the plus five and a half um these teams like to go at it and justin herbert likes to put up the numbers until the fourth quarter so um I, I mean, hate and- that it's five and a half in this divisional game you remember their matchup last year the justin herbert ribs game and it was, I think it was five and a half was the line there too. And the the rib game, he almost won the game outright, but he didn't. But he covered. Like, oh, these Chargers Chiefs games are always so Chiefs, tight. Chiefs don't like to cover either. I mean, they did. Nah, they did against like the Broncos the other night. But yeah, uh, this this is a pretty high spread for this game. I think this is going to be a great game. I think it's going to be back and forth all day. But I like Mahomes to come out on top. Maybe we see a vintage Mahomes game here. We've been waiting for it. You think they installed Michael Harbin right back into the offense? Yeah, like he didn't skip a beat. I mean, he knows it like that. So, Didn't he win a Super Bowl there? Yeah, he used to. I mean, I think he's definitely going to. I, I, like, I like them bringing him back. Um, Travis Kelsey another week getting healthy that running back room in Kansas City is maybe one of the best in the league pretty slept on with how much we talk about their passing but Pacheco McKinnon and CEH that's a good it's a good backfield good running back room at least um Legereus Sneed coming into his own uh and Chris Jones playing good defense I mean that, that's their Super Bowl champions two times for a reason I expect them to win this game it's going to be a shootout like a lot of points and I like Mahomes to get some of those passing props they've been missing out on Alrighty, boys. Another. Let's get into our final one o'clock or four o'clock matchup here: the Green Bay Packers and the Denver Broncos. Broncos at home, but the Packers are the favorite, minus one and a half. There, their money line minus one eighteen. Broncos money line at an even plus one hundred in the total, at an even plus or an even forty five. The trends I got here: the Packers have covered eight of their past twelve games against the bottom ten off offense, and Green Bay had the bye week to prepare for the altitude in Denver. An advantage that is lessening with time. Denver, 3-8 and eight against the spread in their last 11 home games. Do we like Denver at home here? Just one and a half points for them. Money line's pretty much uh, closest to a pick as you can get. What are you guys thinking? Can the Broncos win this football game? I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. The Broncos can win any game, but they don't. <laughs> That's true. That. I, yeah. I like the Broncos here. I'm not big. I've been big on this Packers team, but I find myself in spots each week Liking the other team that they're playing just because I can talk myself out of them very easily. Uh, Jordan Love has a very high ceiling and a very low floor so far this year. Uh, when he hasn't looked good, he has not looked very good. And when he's looked good, he's looked like he could be one of the possible best young quarterbacks in the NFL. But uh, so I think he's realistically somewhere right in the middle of that. I think it's going to be a tough game for him. I know the Broncos defense is you know a little bit sketchy, but they still have guys that are there. I know everyone's on the market or they're taking calls on everyone. I'm taking the Broncos in this game. I think they I think they win the game, but it's not a hot take as a plus 100 money line. Just a home a home underdog. I like them in this spot. 
I think they get the win here. Tough. Would you card that play at plus 100 as home dog? I don't know. Maybe. They're just really bad, so I'd have to really think about it. I mean, let's let's think about it. What looks more more realistic? Two and two and five for the Broncos, or uh, three and three for the uh, for the Packers. And I think three and three looks more realistic. In, important things are Aaron Jones getting into the game, um, Quay Walker getting into the game. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of good players on this this Packers team. I think much more on this team than the Broncos side, and they're coming out of the bye week. Let's not forget that. I think I might be carding this money line for the Packers here. I think they they get right. I think they have a solid game here, maybe an alternate spread play even. But I think that Aaron Jones finds the end zone once he's healthy. Quay Walker gets back in the mix and really. Getty like, Malkin is on fire. I, I love that. I just watched that. Yeah, he's pretty. Fifty three seconds him. in. He's gonna get the the first half MVP. <laughs> Fine with me. We'll see about that. Um, but no, back to this game. I love the Packers here. I think you're going to see this on my card. I think as long as those injuries come as active, coming off the bye week, I think they've been preparing for this one. It's a must-win game as they look forward to being in the hunt for this division. Um, I project a a Lions loss and a Packers win this week, and that, that thing tightens up in the north a bit here. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Broncos as well. I don't know if I'm going to card this. It could come down to a last-second situation, but um, Jordan Love has kind of hit a speed bump here. Uh, two straight losses hasn't really done much on offense. Um, coming off the, the bye def- week, the defense has no faith in him anymore. Yeah, there's that too. Coming off the bye week, uh, maybe he can get something going. But going into the Mile High City, not a, not a very easy place to play. Russ is due for a win. They're in every game. They're just not figuring it out. Um, th- this team can definitely pull it out here. I I wouldn't bet on the Packers. I'm I might bet on the Broncos. I'm not sure, but I definitely lean them. Let's ride, Mackie. Let's go. I can't believe you guys are taking the one five team money line. I think they want to lose and they want Peyton to just ride it out, clear out everybody except Ross. And the, can't, uh, the players never want to lose. I was never high on the they, Packers. Either. The players never want to lose, but they love losing. According to this year, who's that guy that's been on the team? He's like, I hate losing. Yeah, that's all you do if you play for the Broncos here. Packers are a good team. Their defense is really good. Aaron Jones is playing, coming off a bye week, especially. Give me the Packers money line. Yeah, I just don't think that they're really a good team, to be honest. I w- I said that in the beginning of the season. I kind of I thought I was gonna have to eat my words in the first two three weeks, but um, I I don't know. They're they're they f- kinda, they evened out quickly, man. For sure, they they dropped low. Um, but I don't know. Jordan Love's kind of got to find his groove again. He's shown signs of it, so uh, it's there. Alrighty, that's gonna f- finish out our four p.m. matchups here this week, week seven. Let's jump into this Sunday night football game. The Miami Dolphins in Philadelphia visiting the Eagles. The Eagles, the favorite here, two and a half points. Their money line minus 142. Dolphins money line at plus 120. And the total at 51 and a half. I got a couple trends for this one. The Dolphins are 9 and 2 against the spread in their past uh, past 11. The Eagles are 25 and 4 straight up in their last 29 as the favorite. The over is 9 and 2 in Miami's last 11 games on the road. And the Eagles are 3-11 against the spread in their last 14 games played in Week 7. Two and a half points of spread here. Eagles, the favorite at home. What are we thinking here? Give me the Dolphins. Give me the, leave the points, too. I think they win this one outright. Um, Eagles are hitting a tough part of their schedule right here. And this is not a very good way to start it off. Coming off a tough loss last week to the Jets and Zach Wilson. Um... This team's not, I don't think the momentum's there. I don't think the confidence is there as much anymore. 
they're still flying high, don't get me wrong, but you're running into a powerhouse right here in the Miami Dolphins. I know you got to go into the link, but um, I have this Dolphins team finishing 13-4, and four, and I'm really going to stand by that. They're sitting at 5-1, and one, best offense in the league. Um, it's going to be tough for that Eagles offense to keep up with them. Uh, I, I like the points here. I, I like the, the underdog here, for sure. This is a tough game for me. I really don't know which side I'm leaning on. I think both these teams are great. I do think there's a good amount of points here because the Dolphins can create offense no matter what, but their defense is kind of leaky. Um, hmm. It's going to be tough yeah, because I, the Philadelphia... I've got the same way as you. That's why I haven't jumped in there yet. I'm like, uh, I, the I, I don't the know. The Eagles I, drain the clock too, Huff. We were talking I was about gonna it. So say, like that, dude, that I was going to say, dude. That an overplay as well. Yeah, I'm looking at obviously. I, I, it's this. This will be my scariest one of the year if I do it. The first half under in this game. This will definitely be the scariest mm-hmm. one that I'll have to do. It's 24 and a half. Um, so I at least get the extra, the extra couple, uh, the points where I can get a couple touchdowns and a field goal. But, uh, it'll be the one of the scarier ones I take. I definitely think I might take it though. Um, but I don't know. I kind of lean on the Eagles here. I think the Eagles minus two and a half is going to be the way I lean. At home yeah, sure. I I just take the I just off a loss. I like them coming off a loss, coming home Sunday night football. Um, I I don't know the Jalen versus Tua, the whole narrative with that. The Dolphins with Alabama. lost to the Bills. It's a similar matchup. Yeah, I I don't know. I lean the Divisional. Eagles. Uh, I definitely like the yeah, first no, half agree. under. I just think it's just. I mean, the Eagles are better than the Bills, anyways. But um, I don't know. Just like, just the same matchups on defense and offense and whatnot. Um, like offenses that can both score and then a better defense for the home team. I don't know if I'm going to card this. You'll have to check my card on Sunday Night Football for this one because I don't know my exact plays. I like some guys to score, but I like the Eagles to go slow. I don't know. This will be a good, great game, though. Great Sunday Night Football game. Also, Senators up 2 nothing. That's nice. I didn't end up touching the uh, Wings game. I think I saw something. Hustle was uh, 0 for against the Penguins in his career. Alrighty, boys. Great Sunday night football game coming up. Going to be a honestly a good shootout, I think, between those Dolphins and those Eagles. Let's shift our focus over to Monday night. The 49ers and the Vikings in Minnesota. The 49ers, the favorite here at minus seven. Their money line minus three ten. The Vikings plus two fifty, and the total at forty four and uh, forty four even. The trends I got here: the 49ers one and four against the spread in their last five road games. Vikings failed to cover. Six straight at home, but the 49ers are 20 and four against the spread in their last 24 conference games. So playing well in their conference, but not very well on the road as of late. What do you guys like here in, on Monday before we uh, get going into some of the other leagues? Yeah, the question marks on the on the San Francisco side of the ball with the injuries: Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, Trent Williams as well. Um, it's gonna. This is a Monday night football game, so it's more time to recover. Um, but those are definitely going to be key in which side I lean on this game. Vikings still really aren't that bad of a team. Um, at, at home with a six and a half point spread, they got two wins in a row under their belt. They're kind of moving right now. Again, uh, it just comes down to whether the San Francisco 49ers are going to be fully healthy or not. But if this team is banged up, and this, I mean, there's value on the Vikings money line. We just saw the Niners' uh, tough game against against the Browns. It couldn't get anything going. Purdy didn't look. Uh, steady at all he didn't look confident at all kind of throwing interceptions left and right um vikings defense is not the browns defense so it might be a little different in that sense but i haven't um, close 
Yeah, exactly. But there there could be value on this Vikings team. They're rolling. They're not bad. Start, started off 0-4, so a lot, of, a lot of people gave up on them. But um, this Niners team is a lot different with, the, with those injuries. I think I might stick with the Niners spread. I know it's a lot of points, and it's in Minnesota, and I think it's going to be a good game, and they don't get this till late. But uh, without Jefferson here, I, I, I lose faith in what they're going to be able to do. They didn't impress me too much against the Bears last week, honestly. Um, I think this, this this San Francisco 49ers offense will have its way. They have good depth. That defense is rolling. I think Drake Greenlaw will be back this week. It's a massive add. I, I just don't see many points for the Vikings in this one. I think with whatever crew they have, even if it's a skeleton crew, the 49ers can get the job done, put up points on the board. Yeah, I I, I kind of lean on the Niners here too. Um, I, I think the, I don't know, I don't love that seven points. I, I, I like it to be six and a half, um, but the even seven on FanDuel, definitely if you like the Vikings, uh, you got the, the, the full seven points. But I don't know, I kind of lean on the Niners here, kind of the same reason I like the Eagles in the Sunday night game. Just get uh, get right game. I know they're also on the road still uh, up in Minnesota in a dome. I definitely think Monday night football, that place is going to be rocking, even without Justin Jefferson and all the question marks going for the Vikings. But like Mackie said, They've picked up two wins uh, back-to-back. They're rolling right now. 49ers coming off a very tough loss to that Cleveland Browns team, a really hard defense. I like the Niners' offense to get back on pace here against the Vikings. Uh, I'm going to go with the the Niners with the points. Yeah, I was actually wrong about that. The Vikings uh, dropped that game to the Chiefs two weeks ago. but they're, they've won two I thought that was last... three weeks ago. When yeah, you said that, I, I was like, up. yeah, that was three weeks ago. I, I... Did they have a bye already? No, they haven't had a bye. But, um, I mean, they only lost 27-20 to the Chiefs. They stayed in that game and they got two out of three of their last win. So don't that doesn't really take that's what it is. Two me. out of three in the that Chiefs game. Yeah, yeah. That the pass interference really they got fucked on. But Ace, I know you hit on that. So good. That thing. was I, I dude. That was I had the Vikings plus six and a half too. Uh, I got it live and that was he took his even if you don't want to call it pass interference he took the fucking helmet off after that's a fifteen yard yeah. penalty right there. The ref, ref literally said ref goes, put, put your, your helmet, helmet back on. on. Wait, like, the, you, if you're not going to call the pass interference, you're going to not give him that. Call that. Like, are you serious? But uh, Those refs wanted to get the seven. fuck out of there. Nobody likes the Vikings. Come on. Uh, no, Vegas called. Vegas called. Hey, hey, they, they, burnt, they burnt me earlier when they called Sean McVay earlier this year. Yeah, they definitely did that. But they said Taylor Swift is up in the, in the, in the lounge. You got to give the Chiefs the win here. That was Taylor's crew calling, not Vegas. I was going to say. All the Who Swifties were all over the Chiefs. Vegas needed it. All righty, boys. Good stuff out of the NFL this week. Week seven here as we conclude that. Let's jump over to the NHL here. A quick note. Connor Bedard's regular season debut with the Chicago Blackhawks drew 1.43 million viewers on ESPN against the Pittsburgh Penguins on opening night there last Tuesday. Pretty uh, pretty ecstatic for the NHL and ESPN to be getting so many views and stuff on opening night there with all the competition of you know baseball and <clears throat> NFL, especially not on a Tuesday, but you know what I mean. So good stuff there. Any comments on that? I didn't really expect anyone to comment. I just wanted to say it. No, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty much. I think that's what the NHL was expecting and hoping for. I think that that's kind of what I said when he goes to a market like Chicago where everyone can actually watch that game. Uh, it's kind of unlike where you have to stay up till fucking the ass crack of dawn to watch a full Oilers game to watch McDavid play. Yeah, or they're never on any good platforms. It's, it's yeah, stuff, true. You know, 
Alrighty, shifting over to the NBA. As I said, the NBA season starting here October 24th, just about a week away. We got one point here. The 2023 NBA season tips off next Tuesday with new team, new look teams all around the league. Let's take a look at the odds to win the Eastern Conference Final, Western Conference Final, and the NBA Finals. Jumping over to that now. Conferences here. Let's jump. Let's start in the East here. Some teams rounding that list. The Bucks and the Celtics both both at plus one twenty five, followed by the Cavs at seven fifty. Seventy Sixers at plus a thousand, and the Heat at plus eleven hundred to round out that top five. What are you guys thinking here? The Eastern Conference Finals of the the Eastern Conference of the NBA. Show me the value on the New York Knicks. New York Knicks plus sixteen hundred. They're sixth place here on Fanduel. I have eighteen hundred yeah. Mackie on MGM. I, I mean, dude, if they can get cat like too, they're looking at cat right now. If they can get cat, um, definitely puts them in that in that question. They just like even last year they put up a nice a nice showing. Jalen Brunson is good, dude. Um, if he can get cat on his side and with those role players, I mean, I think they they can definitely be a sleeper team in that Eastern Conference. But then again, that Eastern Conference is so top heavy with the Bucks and and the Celtics. I wouldn't even say the Sixers because they can't really get past the second round, but. Um, it should definitely be either those Bucks or Celtics. I, probably those Bucks with the, with the addition of Dame, but um, we know what those Celtics can do as well. So, um, I think that you got to go with the Bucks here. You gotta. Yeah, I'll I'll cut in here real quick before Ace gives his take on his Celtics. I also I I like the Bucks. <laughs> I'm just a big Giannis guy. Uh, so I think the addition he finally gets someone that I can you know I mean he's had Middleton he's had a bunch of role players up he's there got in Milwaukee a ring, man uh, that's what I mean dude he did it by I mean he did it with or with Middleton I like that team that they did it with uh, you had another true superstar in Damian Lillard I think the Bucks are I mean there's gonna be a lot of people picking the Bucks that's the only thing that kills me but I, I don't not, know I, I don't yeah exactly I mean I just think that I have plus one seventy five on the Bucks right here so. Um, I, I'm going to lean on the Bucks. I think they get the job done. They have the best player in that series if it comes down to Celtics Bucks. So I think they. I, I'd lean. I, yeah, I'd lean maybe Bucks. not the two best players. I was going to say two best players, but you're probably put Tatum over over Dame at this. It point, goes. It would go. It'd be. Close. It would go. In my opinion, Giannis Tatum. I want to put Brown. Nah, Dame. nah, nah. You got to put Dame over Brown. In I'm terms, talking like future. Yeah. In terms of impact on the game, you, it's it's definitely Dame over Brown. But yeah. I mean, Jalen Brown is no slacker. So, yeah, you know my you know my pick in the NBA, and especially in the Eastern Conference, it's going to be the Boston Celtics. I mean, look at what they did. It's going to be the Bucks and the Celtics. Hopefully, we can get them in the Eastern Conference Finals this time. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, some some good teams out there that'll be playing good basketball, fun to watch. You got those Cavs and the Knicks that are pretty feisty. You have the Sixers, who are always a great team, and the Miami Heat, who are always in the mix. So, um, I think it's pretty top heavy. But I think. What the Celtics did, they got better from last year. What they added, in my opinion, you have Porzingis and Drew Holiday. You replaced Marcus Smart perfectly and added Porzingis, in my opinion. So this will be fun to watch. Hopefully uh, we can get the matchup we're all waiting for. Bucks, Celtics, in the ECF. Imagine a Game 7 with Drew Holiday versus Dame Lillard. That'd be kind of fun to watch. Alrighty, boys. Good stuff there. Out of the Eastern Conference, let's shift our focus to the Western Conference. Starting off those odds, the Phoenix Suns in the Denver Nuggets tied for uh, the lead. The odds here, plus 270, followed by the Lakers and the Warriors at plus 750. Grizzlies at plus 1,000 to round out the top five. 
I like the value in the Lakers and the Warriors. I think the old heads can get it done again. I mean, the Warriors adding uh, CP3, obviously, I think it's huge. It gives the Warriors it gives the Warriors a lot of time to not really worry without Steph Curry on the court, which is, has always been a problem in the past. But, you know, when you got a guy like CP3 out there who can just eat minutes with, with Curry on the bench, um, it's it's definitely a lot, a lot safer of an option. And then again, you have the Lakers who have kind of added to the right around uh, LeBron and AD. Um, they 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 showed last year that they can get it in a seven seed and then make the uh, Western Conference Finals. Um, so if they can just uh, get something going here, I mean, you never want to count out LeBron, just like you don't want to count out Steph Curry. But um, I don't really, I I just don't think the odds at the top are worth it in this Western Conference. It's too wide open. I mean, if Jokic have another season like last season, then the Nuggets could probably get back there. But um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I kind of agree. I like that. I like the Lakers pick. I have the plus seven fifty on the Lakers. I do like that. I agree with what you're saying about the the Nuggets and the Suns. I personally don't see too much value in the Suns. I think they're just going to find that they're going to be that team that finds a way to choke every year in the West. Uh, I like the Lakers. Another pick that I like, but I would never take it, is the Clippers at 11 to one. I think they have one of the best uh, benches in the NBA. One of the a lot of good role players over there in LA. Um, it just Kawhi obviously Leonard. comes down to Kawhi and Paul George and what they can do if they're actually going to be able to play basketball or if they want to play basketball, but. Um, I, I like this Clippers team a lot this year. You'll see me betting on them a lot in the regular season for sure. Kawhi, when healthy, may be the best two-way player in the league. I like yeah, Kawhi yeah. Leonard, and I like the Clippers too. You know they'll always be in the playoffs. But I think there's one thing to look at, and there's a regular season Phoenix Suns. I think they're going to have a great year statistically um, in the regular season. Playoffs, whole different beast. I'll lean on those uh, Warriors and Lakers. I like some long-shot odds with them at good odds. Um but I think the Suns kind of run the table in the regular season, grab that one seed with all the skill that they have, uh, not finding as much success in the playoffs. Um, look for the teams like the Grizzlies and Jaw to really get going again. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a lot. It's a tough out there. There's so many good teams. But uh, I think Luka is going to have a bigger year than he did last year. That team's only going to improve. So look for them to be more of a threat. Pelicans getting a little bit older. Sacramento getting a little bit older. So they're going to be in the mix as well. It's really tough. Um, like Ace, I was literally going to say the the team that I like for some value as well in the West is the Pelicans. I think I think they could have a big year. If obviously another question mark with Zion, not one I know if I'd take for sure, but I'd probably lean with the Lakers and Clippers. Those are going to be my two. Yeah, I like. It's, it's so tough. The team's out of crypto. I like what Mackie said. I like how he um is going to wait until he, the Western Conference uh, you get there because there's still going to be good odds come that time, in my opinion. That's such a tight race, but it's, I like the Suns to win the regular season, if you can bet that. I think it's still going to be a toss-up come uh, come playing game to- time. I agree with that exactly, Mackie. Like, we're going to be looking at all year for the West. Meanwhile, in the East, you can you can kind of count on one of the top dogs, I think. Yeah, I think it comes down to one or two. Alrighty, we're complete there in the Eastern and Western conferences. What about the NBA championship? Let's run through some of these odds here. The Celtics in the Bucks leading the pack, plus 380, followed by the Nuggets in the Suns at plus 550, Lakers at plus 1300, Warriors 1400, Cavs 2400, as well as the Grizzlies at 2400 to round out that top seven. What are we thinking here for the NBA championship out of those, uh, out of those? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bucks uh, again. I think this just this addition of uh, Damian Lillard is gonna really put them over the top. Do you want to double team Dame up? He even said it best. Do you want to double team him up top, or do you want to double team down low? Because you can't do both, and you you need to double team both of them. So um, as, as long as everything else works out around him, you still got a crazy uh, All Star in Chris Middleton as well. So 
it's not just those two. Um, I, I think this team can definitely go the distance. Plus 380 odds. I'd never take a future at that low, especially to win a championship. But um, I, I think the value is actually there. I like the I like the Lakers. I'm gonna go the Lakers at thirteen to one. I think it's Lakers versus Bucks, and I think, but I like the value in the Lakers for a future Mackie. But uh, I would take both of them and hope both of them get there. I'd take the Bucks at four to one and take the Lakers at thirteen to one, and obviously root for the Lakers in the finals. But I wouldn't really care who won. The Lakers just scare me because like this is one of the best teams LeBron's had around him in a while. But the last few times he's had a good team around him to start a year, they've fallen flat on their face, and it takes them half a season to figure it out. So that's what scares me about them. But they always find their way there, and especially once they get in the playoffs, um, that's all they got to do is get in. But going back, I'm going to do exactly what Mackie said. I'm going to take my most confident pick is the Celtics here. So I'll take them to win the whole thing. I think Jason Tatum's due. We all know that. Uh, I don't even have to say anything else. You can read any NBA article. I'm sure there's plenty telling you why people like the Boston Celtics this year. If you follow basketball, you know why. Give me the value on the Warriors as well. I'll yeah. sign the Lakers like I'm on the Warriors, basically. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take both of them if you're going value plays with some OG goats. I still like, dude, I love that. I like the number. I don't know why I like a lot of these numbers with the Clippers. I won't be betting any of them, but, like, dude, 21, 21 to 1, that's pretty crazy. Paul like, George is a really good fucking team. You think Kawhi team. gets three in his career? I, I just think Paul George isn't winning anything. I think that'd be I, – see, I want Kawhi to get one with the, with, the, with the Clippers, but I'd rather see LeBron get another ring, so – yeah, me too. I want to see LeBron or Steph get another one. I'd rather see LeBron. Yeah, I know. I'd rather see Steph. I'd rather see Steph. Shame. Yeah. If Steph wins another ring, where does that put him all time? Best point guard. I don't know. I I, I mean, I think Magic's a top three player all time, so. Yeah, no. I, I could say, I'd say, I, I probably top five. I'd, I'd say he's like 7 to 8 right now. What's he have? 4, 3, 4? Four? 4. Yeah, that's pretty good. He got the 3 he got the three and 4 years, and then, he's, and then he, KD left. He was injured a year, and he said, fuck you, I'm getting another one. Oh, now he has the same amount of rings as your king. Yeah, LeBron's been there and done it with a lot Not worse teams, king. though. Not my king. LeBron's yeah, but that last ring, career loser in the finals. Not really. I, I, I mean, what worst team has he won it with? He's been there with worse teams. That's what I'm saying. Percent. He's been there with way worse teams. But, but every time Steph gets there, he's playing LeBron in the finals, and that's why he's lost. He's playing. What about LeBron. his? That last ring definitely proved that he's. No, I'm I mean, not. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying I just like yeah. People love to point out that LeBron's four and six in the finals or whatever he is in the finals. It's like. I didn't, one say, year I didn't say anything about his losses. No, I know. I think I know, his accomplishments of getting to ten straight finals is absolutely yeah. absurd. And he wasn't yeah. really. He shouldn't have won seven of them. Because the year he won in Cleveland, he didn't have uh, what's it called oh, the Kevin Love injury. They they he had Kyrie. The year they lost in. Yeah, they. Had, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's just always something. I mean, there's always injuries and everything, but yeah. Would you take that 2016 Cavs team over the 2021 Warriors? I think it was. Who they lose Over the to? The Celtics. They beat, they beat the, the Celtics. Celtics. Oh, they beat the Celtics. Take the twenty sixteen Cavs. What was that, the question? The team that beat the seventy three nine Warriors, twenty sixteen Cavs. Are you taking them over the twenty twenty one Warriors? No, I just think LeBron had a fucking year and a half that year. Like I truly just think LeBron was like the best player in the world that year. Do you? 
I think 2018 was was diff, was his his peak. Definitely. No, yeah, 2018. That 2018 playoff run. If you ever want to make a case for LeBron, you are going to show them highlights of that 2018 playoff run. It's, it's solely like the most impressive thing I've ever seen a human do ever. And he still got and he got swept for nothing in the in the finals, and it's still the most impressive thing. Yeah, the, I've the ever fucking... seen anyone do. The J.R. Smith. The, yeah, yeah. That that was... where's your where's your fifth ring, LeBron? I don't know. Point the fucking J.R. Smith for blowing game one. That yeah, whole series was, changed from game one. He was one. not winning that series regardless. He probably that would have been a nice steal, but no, no way. That team was just too good. That was like that was a uh, KD's second ring. Yeah. Alrighty, boys. Yeah, good. they couldn't hang with that dude. That team had like J.R. Smith guarding Clay Thompson. Yeah, that was. I man Shumpert was the sixth man. Like I man, <laughs> whatever his fucking Amon. name is, Amon Shumpert. Yeah, yeah Tristan Thompson was on that roster too. Yeah, it was like literally just a bunch of washed up fucking players. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous roster. And they still swept the Toronto Raptors. That was the most LeBron Cleveland roster of all time. He's like, uh, yeah, uh, Shumpert, he's a free agent. He hasn't played in two years. Let's let's get him in here on a million dollar deal. Like the 07 finals Lakers or yeah. Cavs team. Yeah. Alrighty, boys. The NA the NBA is definitely heating up here as we gear towards that season starting next Tuesday. Lots to look forward to as we jump into that and all the other sports seasons that are going to coincide here soon. Jumping over to college football, the Georgia Bulldogs star tight end Brock Bowers suffered an ankle injury last week and had ankle surgery that will have him out four to six weeks as he's a major part of that offense. Does this affect Georgia's chance to three-peat here this season in the college football uh, world? Huff, I'm assuming you added this. Where'd you see four to six weeks? I saw he was out for the season. I saw, uh, whenever I looked up, I looked it up, I saw the article that they said he got the surgery, he's expected to miss four to six weeks, but it could be the season. They yeah. can't, they don't want to evaluate. They're probably that means they're probably going to reevaluate. Come, you know what I mean. That fourth or sixth week. I mean, it probably. I mean, they're going to be looking at it the whole time, but they'll reevaluate and probably give a new a new timetable. I guess you would say. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I personally didn't like Georgia's odds to three peak going into this season, and I definitely don't think this helps them. Uh, they're not the best team in the country. Their uh, prior two seasons and their prior success is still why they sit at number one. I mean. Uh, they've shown slip-ups throughout this season. They're definitely a college football playoff team, in my opinion, but um, I, I don't think they're the best team in the nation. I don't see them winning the national championship this year. So uh, losing your best player, yes, I do think that hurts their chances. Yeah, especially now. I mean, this this was uh, the safety blanket for that Georgia offense. Who, I mean, Georgia's never really lived by their offense. It's always been a defensive team, but um, they've they've always been able to have that offensive power in the games where they needed. They were like, "Oh got- shit, nothing's working. The running game can't get going on Alabama. Where's nineteen? Where the yeah. fuck is nineteen exactly. at?" <laughs> yeah. So um, they don't they don't have that anymore. I I didn't love Georgia coming into the season. Um, they're seven and zero. They should be seven and zero. Um, but I, I was but, big like on. Uh, said, I can't. Th- I keep blanking on their quarterback's name. Is uh, what's his name? Is it McCord I, or he's Ohio State? No, Kyle McCord's in Ohio State. Uh, what's Carson Beck. Carson Beck it is. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's not a Stetson Bennett, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, but I looked for him to be more like a like a Jake Fromm or like a Stafford type, but not Stafford, meaning like all time NFL quarterback. I mean more like Dude, Fromm. George, you know what I mean? Have the success at Georgia. Georgia not a necessarily an all time Georgia. Dude, Georgia could drop this game this week in Gainesville. I think that's possible. If they don't, they probably should go undefeated and then. 
Um, they'll they will make the college football playoff, of course. But if they drop a game before the before the uh, SEC championship and they lose that SEC championship, we could see Georgia fall out of that top four. I think they're they, Matt, they're I think they're good enough for a college football team or college football playoff team. But we could see a scenario where they do fall out. I saw this meme. It was like, uh. It was a picture of Jordan Travis and all of his stats from this year, and then it was a picture of Graham Mertz and all of his stats from this year. And it's like Heisman candidate. It's like the have you ever seen the memes where it's like beautiful, independent, yeah, empowering, yeah. and it's uh-huh. like says all the mean shit on the other side, and it's like Jordan Travis, Heisman candidate, Graham yeah. Mertz, washed up SEC quarterback, Big <laughs> Ten quarterback, and their stats are literally the exact same. But I that's, saw that. I don't know. I I've told you. I don't know. I I don't think Graham Mertz is that good. But I saw the stats. I'm like, I guess this is literally me because I love Jordan Travis and I talk so much shit on Graham Mertz. But did you feel you felt uh, attacked by that? I literally you? was like, did someone hear me talk about them? Like, is this <laughs> like I literally was like, is this on my for you page? Because this is definitely targeted at me. I think it's more like the tri- or the Russell Wilson in the NFL. He's putting up stats similar yeah, to, Pat, to Pat Mahomes. That, was, that but, one was so funny. I mean, but realistically, like. Pat Mahomes is doing way more than Russell Wilson. It's just like yeah, the yeah. Numbers d- are it just similar. means more to the game. You gotta watch yeah. the actual game. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, Graham Mertz is definitely a lot better than either of us expected. I don't think he was this good at Wisconsin. That's where he came from, right? No, yeah, he was not this good at Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean this this Florida team's good around him though, and going into Gainesville, it's not easy. We, we saw Tennessee go in there. What was that like a month ago? Get blown out. Yeah, we so. took Tennessee in that game. We did not know that Tennessee's like twenty nine and 0, or zero and twenty nine all time in Gainesville. It's like, yeah, I'd like probably to see a little, that stat. Probably should have done a little more research on that one. <laughs> yeah, probably should have looked that stat up. But uh, yeah, that's gonna be a good game. But yeah, Georgia could be in trouble here. Alrighty, boys, good stuff there. College football in full swing as we know it. Let's head over to the MLB. We're in the middle of the playoffs here. The Philadelphia Phillies continue to show their dominance in the 2023 playoffs as they lead the Diamondbacks with a 2-0 series lead in the NLSCS. Philadelphia is two games away from back-to-back World Series berths. What do we see them doing here tomorrow night? They're playing uh, tomorrow Thursday against the Diamondbacks again. Do we see them going up 3-0? What are you guys thinking? This is Yeah, a- I think this is going to be a sweep, to be honest. We've the- seen this... Uh- These are seven-game series, right? Yes, they are. They are. But... I, I think the Philly, this is just a powerhouse team. They're running into a team that is lucky to be here, in my opinion. Uh, they just kind of got here. They jumped in a pool for for getting here. But um, they, they kind of they look dead in the waters. Their two best pitchers just got shelled. So um, Phillies are just rolling the bats. They're going whoever they put on that mound, they're going to hit them. And the Phillies pitching is even going as well. So we saw this last year. This team got hot. I think this could be their year, though. Ace has been riding it for a while. He said it mo- a few months ago, actually. Um, so let's see what he has to say. Yeah, I've been on these Phillies all season long, dating back to even preseason. It was one of my long shot picks. But um, yeah, they're they're insane at home. Not much more needs to be said about it. How great they're playing Red October. I mean, this lineup is built for the playoffs. One thing I will say, though, I, I think that the Diamond, I, I'm projecting a gentleman's sweep 5-1. They end it in, back in Philadelphia. Um, what do you think? 4-1, my bad. Five-game series <laughs> is what I meant to say. Yeah, Four to one overall, you. five game series, gentlemen. Sweep. They're gonna play an extra game just because yeah. Ace wanted them to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just so we can bet on them one more time, Huff. Yeah. Um, no, but we might get some better value on the Phillies. I think the Phillies split out here in Arizona, though. I don't think they get completely washed. I I agree with you though. Jumping in the pool, their championship was last series beating the division rival Los Angeles Dodgers. Nobody thought they could even get there, and then they beat them, swept them. So, I mean, 
they're going back home. They're going to grab one. It might be when Suarez gets the start, I think. But once they go back home and they get either Wheeler or Nola on the mound, that's when they're going to close it out in front of their fans. Hit that Harper home run shout-out to our guy, Abik, jumping on the pot. He texted me that day. He's like, Bryce Harper's birthday. Bet on his home run. I did. Smashed one in the first inning. So this, this team's, team's been a wagon all year long. Yeah. All, all postseason I, I, long. I was so sick of not taking the Phillies in these games. I just started taking them the one and a half, and it's worked for me so far uh, with them in these or in this NLCS. Uh, I I have an interesting little Mackie. I kind of agree. I think this could be a sweep. Uh, I think the I have obviously have the Astros tonight to win this game. I think that's going to be two one. I like the Astros to even things up two two. Uh, I think the Astros and Rangers are going to go, obviously, at seven. least two six games, possibly seven, yeah. And the Phillies are going to have a couple days off. Those bats could cool down. I'd like maybe the American League team to win the uh, first game in the World Series if the Phillies get there. I think then you could see some people pull off of these Phillies. I wouldn't jump on. I know they're definitely the most exciting team. I definitely could see if they sweep the series, that would not be the best thing for them. I think they want this game to go five, or this series to go five. You never want it to go longer than you want to just clinch it and get there, win the pennant. But I don't know. I could see the Astros sneak their way back and force this thing to go a little longer and the Phillies cool off. Tonight's game is the biggest game of the playoffs, in Hoff's opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you guys, you guys really think those Astros come back? I think they're kind of dead in the water. Texas, seven in the water. Why not? Why is that crazy to say? They're down 2 nothing. They just lost their two home games. Now Scherzer's going on the mound tonight. I mean, this Rangers team has not lost. They're 7-0 in the playoffs. They, they swept the wild card. They swept the first series. They're 2-0 now. I mean, when they've been hot rolling. all year. This is literally when I've been waiting for the Astros Mackie, to turn things around. They all they need to do though. is get here. This is what yeah, they've done all year. When, they, exactly. when they're good, they're good. So at least it's not uncharacteristic. They can keep things going. And they're going home now against these Astros. They just stole two on the road. Uh, I I just don't see a I don't see a scenario where the Astros can make this can force this seven games. Maybe they can get it six, but then you're going back to Texas and uh, or I shouldn't even say Texas. Then you're going back to Arlington, and uh, it's going to be hard to win on the where road. Where they would have so. where they could have already won two games though. Yeah, I mean yeah, you're banking on them to win two games on the road. So yeah, in that in that sense, yeah. But I just I don't think you're against the hottest team in baseball, second hottest team in baseball. I'll give them the, give that to the Phillies right now. But these two teams, I mean I. How can it not be the Rangers versus the Phillies right now? These teams are playing incredible baseball. Bats are going on each sides. It, I think it's too easy. It, it's not. It's not too easy when it's two nothing in both series. I, I'm, there, there's no way both of these end in five, in less, in five or less series or five or less games. This one has of been the worst. Six, but this has been the be worst playoffs one. to date. I mean, the wild card games you didn't have one one score game. They were all two nothing sweeps except for one. I think. Um, we've seen sweeps after sweeps. I mean, this is statistically the worst MLB playoffs we've seen. I wouldn't be surprised if we see two NLCS, ALCS series that are under six games. This is going to be interesting. Um, I'm hoping I can get Phillies I would. Astros. I got the Astros in seven. I'm hoping I can get Phillies Astros, but uh, this game tonight is monu- monumental. Verlander with the L. Framber Valdez with the L. Uh, Javier's going to get the dub tonight. You're banking on it. You're banking on it. Dude, he's so good on the road, dude. He's going to get the they're going to get the win tonight. Hold me to that. If Scherzer plays like Scherzer should play, then there's they're not going to get the win. You but guys already Scherzer, jumped I mean, Scherzer, into that. Sorry, Mac, you got It's just Scherzer's first game back, so if he could shell that, I mean, it's it it wouldn't surprise me per se, but even if they win this game, I think it's still 3-1 going back to Houston. Alrighty, boys. Good review there. MLB playoffs in full swing here. We'll definitely touch more on that come next week. But that's all I got this week. Make sure to check out our live stream each and every Sunday morning, 
10 a.m. Eastern, available just about everywhere. We're excited to have you guys there in the uh, in the comments, in the chat, giving us uh, your plays, asking your questions, all that stuff. So make sure you're uh, firing off that. Give it, subscribe, like, make sure you follow everywhere. That's all I got this week, boys. Anything else, Dad? Uh, no, that's going to do it for me. Uh, like we said, MLB playoffs rolling. NHL, NBA is going to be starting by the next time we talk uh, next week. Uh, so all the, four, or all the four sports are rolling. October is finally here. The, the best, if not the second best sports month of the year. So uh, stay tuned for the NFL cards this weekend. Other than that, thanks for listening. Show us some love wherever you're listening at. Like, follow, subscribe. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. All righty.